This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. Yo, 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 it's ODB. Before we jump into this episode, we want to thank Scraping the Coast, our title sponsor. We just passed STC 20th anniversary. Their next event with the Scraping the Coast umbrella is going to be Bayou Showdown. That is the weekend before Thanksgiving in Slidell, Louisiana. Be there. OLP is there every year. We have a great time. We love the show. Bayou Showdown for more. And A few people have asked me, I think that they had a challenge with their Facebook event page. It does show canceled, but just to be clear, the show is not canceled. There was some sort of issue with Facebook there, and Bayou Showdown is on. And of course, after that, their next event will be Orange Beach Invasion. That'll be next March in Orange Beach, Alabama. Stick with us through the end of this episode. We got uh, Mike and I's all-new audio from this week. We talked to DJ Mays, his awesome wife, Amanda, Diggity Dom, and then we roll into a classic episode with K-Daddy, also known as Kyle Gann. Stay on the rise. Enjoy the episode. Yo, 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 yo. It's our Lifestyle Podcast, episode 298, and I think I hear, is that Biggity Mike the Mayor eating on some, is that some checks or some tricks or what is that, dude? It's just some beer nuts. Dude, what? You know what? I'm going to derail right now. What was your favorite cereal growing up, Biggity Mike? Bro, my favorite cereal growing up is still my favorite cereal to this day. Really? You still on some Fruity yep. Pebble deals or what? Bro, had it, you nailed it, brother. Dude, I loved it. Dude, when I was a kid, I loved it, man. Bro, every time we go to Sam's Club, I always get the big box of Fruity Pebbles because it comes with two bags inside of the box. From Sam's Club, and that is by far my favorite, favorite cereal, and it always has been. Well, then, and, all right, there you have it. Fruity Pebbles, or like the the Cocoa Puffs, or Cocoa Pebbles. I like the Fruity Pebbles better than the Cocoa Pebbles. Yeah, I think so, dude. But what about do you, man? I mean, this isn't even the question. I always think of um, Rad BMX movie. What was the cereal company represented by the bowl? Obstacle and Hell Track, and I think it was Kicks. K I X was you remember Kicks, right? Bro, I remember Kicks because growing up, we were on welfare, and that was the only cereal that they gave us really uh, to eat was Kicks. Yeah, bro, get your Kicks on Route sixty six, right? Well, get your Kicks on fucking welfare because that's what they used to always feed us. Yeah, there you go. Well, hey, if you're a new listener, thanks for coming by. We got a jam packed episode. Although we are going to run some audio that we've recorded in the past, I, I hesitate, Mike, to say best of episode because I think sometimes people think that's like kind of like a rerun. Obviously, we're still throwing in some fresh audio before that, but because we continue to pick up listeners, I think it's important to go back and revisit some of our top episodes because, again, we're getting ready to hit Mike in a few weeks. Is going to be We're going to pass go for the seven-year Right, so we're gonna hopefully, hopefully, I can collect a hundred bucks from you if we pass go, and then wait, you know, wait, as as I we, it's two hundred bucks, bro. Oh, okay, yeah. So I'll just I'll take I take money orders normally, uh, overnighted, but as we pass the 
the seven year mark, then you know we're 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 going to get sideways, and you know as we go into the eight year. So I, I always got to remind myself it was August of twenty. No, excuse me, <laughs> twenty August of uh, twenty fifteen. Yeah, twenty fifteen. So, dude, crazy how how much time's passed, bro. Do you remember the first show that we went to and recorded at? I do, and it was the memorial show. And, th- you know, thanks to Raspoli and and all the crew, you know, for always having us out there. That's right. That's right. They're in Orlando. But, again, everyone, thanks for coming back. Um, appreciate all the support. You know, some people said, man, the last episode was too short. Hey, totally get it. You know, we did that in lieu of kind of a, a best of episode. Just kind of in the summer months, that's what we're doing. You guys know this episode, though, Mike, it looks like we're going to run, um, hopefully I'm going to run Kyle Gans audio. So Kyle, K-Daddy, as many of you know, um, K-Daddy. And then we're also going to try to link up with DJ Mays' better half, Amanda. She said she might want to come on. She's Mike, I think she's back in the catbird seat uh, going to shows because she was at Scraping the Coast, and I heard she had a blast. Absolutely. And from what I understand, um, she is the one that is the actual DJ in the family. DJ Mays just pretends. Right. Well, you know, they had this old movie trick where she, like, DJ Mays has got these long, because you'd have to, you'd have to download Twitch and search DJ Mays Radio to see this. But I could have swore when he's DJing, it almost looks like he's got like a jacket on, and there's two hands that come up from behind, and it might be her DJing. You know what I'm saying? Ah, okay. So, I mean, it could be. You know, what's the sleight of hand type stuff? You, you know how I am when I see magic tricks. You know, I, I can't just enjoy it. I got to kind of try to dissect and figure it out. And I get all pissed watching magic, you know, because I'm like, well, man, he's just doing this and just doing that. I think that's what Maze is doing. I couldn't be wrong, though. I mean, he might he might want to fight me. So are you saying it's just an illusion? Yeah, a delusion. Yeah, a delusion. Oh, delusion. Oh, okay. <laughs> or, or is DJ Maze just delusional? Yeah, he is, but he is the DJ that is on the rise in our truck scene. Many of the truck shows that you're going to go to uh, are going to feature DJ Mays Radio. He's got a great radio voice, and uh, again, please, if you can, download Twitch. It's free on Apple TV. You can go on the Twitch website or iPhone, Android. Mike, I think the BlackBerry you're using, I think the BlackBerry App Store has been shut down, so you're you're kind of down, down on apps right now, right? Bro, I don't even think it's a BlackBerry, bro. It's like a flip phone. Yeah, flip flip deal. The uh, episode overview is brought to you by our family at Graphics Mafia. We've told you time and time again, SEMA's coming up. If you've got a SEMA vehicle or you need some decals for uh, to refresh your truck club uh, logo or just to replenish your brand's stickers, hit up Graphics Mafia, G-R-A-P-H-I-X, Mafia.com. They're on Facebook, Instagram, and my understanding, TikTok as well. Let Buddy and Ryan, Mike, Buddy and Ryan know we sent you, right? Hey, Buddy. Actually, you know what, Buddy? And actually, no, Ryan actually made my club logo and then met me at the show and put it on for me as well. Yeah, and do you see the thing I've always told you is when you get that logo, you need to get also, the signed paper that says you can get that as your back tattoo, right? Because you were saying, you were telling me the one time you're going kind of like all in with that. I mean, you're talking about the whole entire back. So 
I hope you get that approval. You know what I mean? Actually, you might have had a few more, a few Coors Lights that night, <laughs> and I believe I told you it was the neck tattoo. Right, right. Yeah, I think it was. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, remember what I was telling you before how you could get some alligator boots and kind of get your outfit coordinated with banana hammock, the truck, banana rama hammock, biz and a riz and a his music, right? If you if you could coordinate all that and then you got the neck tattoo, you're going to intimidate the judges. And that's how you can start really nipping away at, you know, Eddie and, and the Mazda, you know? Got it. Got it. Yeah. Well, got it first. I think I need to start with Scotty the body. Yeah. Cause he's, he's walking around with his, you know, high fluting with his kind of, you know, the, 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 <laughs> the gun sticking out, so to speak. You know what I mean? He's got to like simmer it down a little bit. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. You know, and, getting uh, patched, that's... getting patched in a, a negative camber, and you know, NC. I want we, Mike. We got to give him a huge shout out, right? We've seen this hashtag for a while, like two hundred at the thirtieth, and that type of thing. A lot of them are descending upon not Hill Valley, but Slamboree this weekend. There's people from all over the country, Mike. And tip of the cap, I think Scotty the Body is he is he gonna uh, go out there or is he staying local? No, Scotty the Body actually leaves uh, tomorrow. Uh, I believe it's him and Jay Church, Donnie Domino, um, and Magnet, and they're all riding out together uh, out to uh, so you know out to the big thirtieth anniversary. So definitely, uh, you know, everybody in NC have a great time and enjoy. Uh, you know, congratulations on thirty years, man. That's that's a hell of an accomplishment, dude. I, who's Magnet? I haven't even heard of him. Since we had him on the podcast, I mean, where's he been, man? <laughs> oh, I don't know, but he's going to be with Magnet. We're coming after that. you. <laughs> no, uh, seriously, Magnet, everyone, have a good time. Slamboree is an awesome show, and I do wish that we would have had a chance to, to talk a little bit more about the event. Um, let's commit to having a good wrap-up, you know. There's a lot of good people in NC. They're celebrating the 30th severed. Just to be clear, um, Severed is celebrating their 30th at Severed in the Midwest in August. So, 91, you have RA. They did their big shebang last year. This year, you got NC and ST with nine deuce. Same year, the chronic drop, Mike. Uh, 30 years later, they're still doing the damn thing. So, good stuff. Oh, absolutely. Mike, the last episode recap, dude. I mean, bro, you were over here trying to, like, uh, put a chokehold on me to get with Ryan from Vier, and I've been wanting to get him back on, and we got him back on, dude, and it was pretty cool. Did you happen to hear? He came up with on the fly, did not know he was going to do it. He comes up with kind of like a you know, little sound test deal. Bro, and I couldn't even hear him. Those things are so quiet, didn't even hear him. Yeah, and the audio was not altered. Um, dude, that's how quiet it was. It was boom, you know, right up to the mic, so I know some people, you know, you kind of judge a podcast by the cover art and you say, oh, Vier, you know, uh, you know, I'm static dropped. I don't need to know anything. Hey, listen, there's always fun stuff in the episode. So don't, you know, see an episode. I know sometimes you kind of go, eh, I don't know. You know, that's, I'm a hydro guy, whatever. It is still pretty cool. Show the support. Go back, stream them. Let them run through. It helps us out. And, of course, all of that batches over to YouTube as well. That helps our minutes watched if you're watching them there or you know, listening, so to speak. But tip of the cap, Mike, Vi-Air, um, you know, you can Google them. You can find them on Instagram, Facebook. 
Their website's all refresh. Shout out to Vier, and uh, hopefully we'll have them back on in the future when they launch new stuff, Mike. Yeah, no, definitely want to you know thank Ryan for coming on to the podcast and uh, sharing all that that uh, that new product with us. So, Mike, this is dropping on the 29th. So, again, thanks to Chad Luke. He had corrected me. Um, Slambury, of course, is the 29th, 30th, 31st this weekend. But what I think is important, Mike, we get, we cannot say this enough, right? You've been doing a great job of mentioning it. This Monday, so if you're a day one listener, day two listener, you're listening on Friday, July 29th, the 30th or 31st over that weekend, know that 8-1 – at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, which is going to be 12 Central, uh, Lone Star Throwdown is dropping the pre-registration, right? So 8-1-2022, that's this Monday. And, of course, remember, they're in the great state of Texas, so they're an hour behind Eastern, so they're Central Time. And I did confirm with Lonnie that it's going to be 12 noon Central. So set your Siri set your Cortana, set your Amazon Alexa, set your Google Assistant, set your Smut Channel Zebra, whatever you got, Whoa. Mike, right? Set it, dude. Because 8-1, I mean, dude, I Mike, you might honestly need to like call out sick, right, for Monday. I don't want to condone that, but call out and then just be ready. LoneStarThrow.com, refresh, refresh, refresh. It's $80, okay? I do know it ticked up a little bit. All stuff is ticking up as far as cost. But, Mike, I don't want to give away the secret with the goodie bag. I've kind of hinted at that in the past. I don't, you know, I want to get one because I'm going to pre-reg. So I don't want to give that secret away. But just know you want to pre-reg the day one because I'm telling you, every year they sell out quicker and quicker. Ain't that right, Mike? Uh, absolutely. Not really sure what your secret was or what you don't want to tell them. But I will tell them that I did notice this year is there's no more person-to-person transfers. You register, it's yours. There is no more person-to-person transfers. Yeah, definitely. I think that's that's big stuff. Uh, but, Mike, remember, Radar keeps talking about... Bring they, out those mini trucks, yes. Bring out those what? Mini trucks. They want not many, like M-A-N-Y... They want M-I-N-I, mini trucks, mini trucks. Bring those damn mini trucks to LST. That brings up a good question. Are you going to have the the many, remember, many men wish death upon me, the 50 track? Are you still remixing that from the Gallivant Man debut album or not? Um, I'm working on it. Okay, thank you. I'm working on it. I didn't mean to stop you a minute ago. So you were saying about the not many trucks, the mini trucks. Yes, mini trucks, M-I-N-I. They have 2,000 registered vehicles allowed. Let's try to get more mini trucks at LST 2023. Let's do this. Go out there, LoneStarThrowdown.com. I have a little bit of video that I'm going to put together between now and the end of the year, and we're really going to promote – I mean, listen – there's if there's 2,000 vehicles, most of them are C10 OBSs, newer style Chevrolets. That is all fantastic, right? I can look at that stuff all day. You got a car or two here sprinkled in the Griswold car, you know that type of stuff. The Power Wagon, you you'll see a couple things like that, but it's all trucks, right? For the most part, but minis 
got to be back on the rise and they want more mini trucks. And the only way to do that is to pre-register. I know things will sometimes come up, but pre-register. If you're a mini trucker, uh, I talked to uh, Joey Whitby earlier. He said that him and Tom, they're gonna the Tom and Joey show, they're going to be back at Lone Star, right? They're committed to that. So let's get out there. Let's have a damn good time. Don't worry about what the weather or anything. Come on out. I've also talked to other people in No Regrets in the Midwest area, and they've confirmed they're coming. They're coming like a pack of hyenas, bro. I don't even know what that means, but they said they're coming with minis, and they're coming um, – Basically, like the Wu-Tang, they said they're going to come through and they're going to take over, right? And, and and just, you know, try to obliterate all the competition, right, as far as mini trucks. So I love hearing it. Oh, absolutely. And uh, it's good to hear, you know, the mini trucks are coming. The mini trucks are going to be there. And uh, so uh, look forward to look forward to seeing them. I think the Many Men Wish Death Paw Me remix, if you did it right and you get the hook down, you could have, like, dude, that single could go, dude, it could blow up, bro. It could go viral, Mike. You know what I mean? Many men. Oh, I absolutely agree. Uh, and I think, I say we, we work on that. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm down, dude. I mean, I'll produce a beat. You know what I mean? I might have to charge. I mean, I can't do it for free, you know? I mean. Oh, so. no, no, no. I wouldn't expect, yeah, definitely wouldn't expect you to. <laughs> but, you know, I definitely. But I mean, it's worth a lot to know that you're my uh, you're my DJ, though, right? Yeah, yeah, DJ. I'm the DJ. You're the rapper, or however it goes. Mm. So next, we got the general updates. Mike, the really the only thing I got. I'm keeping it short and sweet this week. I thought it was pretty cool. You guys know I had mentioned I went to see Jurassic World when it was in the theater. I really enjoyed it. You know, a little slow here and there, uh, but they had to kind of set it up. You know, it was the it was the end of that second trilogy. What I liked, Mike, though, is they recently dropped it to purchase. So we, of course, got it through Apple. You know, we watched it on the Apple TV. And uh, it was cool to be able to watch it again, like, from the house. And, um, you know, I know not everyone liked it. But I think overall it was, it was even when people don't all like a movie, it still doesn't mean it's not a worldwide box office success. I think it's over, you know, right around or over a billion dollars. So that's really all I got going on, man. And, dude, I really enjoyed watching it again. Well, I didn't see it. I'm not interested in seeing it. And uh, so, but what what I did see that was pretty freaking awesome was uh, was Top Gun. And if you haven't seen Top Gun, and I know that's been a while now, but uh, <clears throat> that was amazing. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. Oh, the mo- the movie. Yeah, I saw that. Such an idiot. No, it, it is. That, that'll obviously be the biggest movie of the year, biggest opening, biggest movie ever of Tom Cruise's. You know, love him or hate him, I kind of was like kind of a cuckoo for a while, uh, but um, I think he's back. You know, on the rise and um, definitely a, a, a movie star for for sure. There, one movie I haven't got a chance to see, and I've heard people that are huge Elvis fans they love the movie Elvis. I know some people kind of thought like the trailer and the Eminem song was CeeLo Green, and they were kind of like, eh, what's this going to be? Is it going to be corny? But uh, I know someone that is a huge Elvis fan, and she saw it with her grandson, and she's like, I absolutely loved it. Um, so pretty cool stuff. But I know earlier this month, Jurassic World, uh, they were around $800 million at the worldwide box office, so I'm sure it's close to, if not you know, over the billion mark, which is success by any means, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, and, uh, and I happened to go see 
the Elvis movie as well, and uh, that was pretty awesome too. Cool. There you go. You're holding back, man. I mean, that was content we could have talked about, bro. <laughs> did you hear? Okay, let me ask you this because I haven't seen it. Have you? Did, did you hear the Eminem song prominent in it, or was it just when the credits when the credits rolled? I was curious about that. Uh, I honestly was not. I I couldn't tell you that I seen it or heard it or or any yeah. It was of probably the during the credits then, yeah, or something like that. But but yeah, it, it was kind of ironic because him and CeeLo they did the song "The King and I," and it's a pretty cool song. I mean, it's not my favorite song of his, but. Uh, you know, he has a long history of doing songs for soundtracks that are pretty successful, so I was kind of curious. But Oh, okay. The general update is brought to you by our family, Joey, at Get Decked. We've said it time and time again, if you're a show promoter, maybe you want to do an award or awards, or for your significant other, maybe you want to go out and uh, take a photo or artwork that you haven't put it on a skate deck. Mike, who do they contact? Uh, that would be Joey over at Get Decked. And can they go on, what is it, Facebook or Insta something? You know what? Why don't you go on Instagram? That would be the best way to get a hold of Joey at Get Decked. Just uh, shoot him a DM, and uh, and he will definitely be getting back to you because uh, he does not mess around. And uh, he gets he gets shit done, and he gets it done in a timely manner as well. Joey at Get Decked, hit him up. Mike, next, I got one question for you. Are you ready, players? Now it's time to get serious. Oh, dog. I am always ready. And here we go. Here I go to just hurry up and get it answered, right or wrong. So, Mike, dude, this movie is celebrating next month, dude, an R anniversary, right, right around there. 40th anniversary, so you know what that means. 1982, it came out. 1982, August 13th, 82. It features Mr. Hand in a famous scene where he asks the class, who ordered this pizza? Believe it or not, it was Sean Penn's first film. I've read and heard over the years he reportedly lived on the set of the fucking movie, dude. Like, literally getting into the mindset of the character he was about to play. The title of the movie also features the name of the school that they go to. And the last clue, the main character or the character's main, you know, the main guy. His dad was a TV repairman, and I'm sure he could fix some things, dude. 40 years ago. Bro, was this weird science? Dude, Mike, come on, man. Are you kidding me? Oh, wait, 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 wait. All right. All right. Come I got on, a lifeline, right? I got a lifeline, right? Weird science, dude. That was the best science project of all time. Let's be honest. Bro, dude, she was hot. That bro. was 1985, she... by the way. Smoking hot. I don't remember the damn times or dates, but I do remember fast times at Ridgeman. Yeah, my brother. There Ooh. you go. Look at that, man. You pulled the nose up. I. I was like, you know what? I don't know. That movie, if you guys haven't watched it in a while, go back, rewatch it. I think they're going to re-release it next month. And, Mike, it's a fun one, dude. And you you know you are the only guy that I know that could play Spicoli if they needed an older version. I think you could have done it, bro. Oh. What? That would be fire. That would be fire, I'm dude. telling you, man. I, I would love to see it. So good job. Mike, we're trying to get – so now you're back to 1.25 tick marks. Remember, if you go negative tick marks, 
That's when the only thing I can come up with, I've been thinking hard about this last couple weeks, if you go negative tick marks, we've always said you're you're kicked off, you're done with the podcast. But I kind of said, you know, maybe if if Mike throws $100, you know, into the pot of the podcast, if you ever go negative, that would maybe kind of keep you around and you'd have to kind of earn your way back, you know. But the fu- the I funds, the, the, the donations are non-refundable, let's just be honest. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. No no problem. So I figured, you know, that, that'll that keep you motivated and studying because I know you got hours in every week, man, with this, you know. Oh, bro, I just keep studying like crazy. <laughs> Trivia with Mike brought to you by AccuAir. Believe it or not, AccuAir is back. You've heard Ryan on here before. Don't get him confused with Vahir Ryan. Go to AccuAir.com. You can buy shirts, wheel stands, air fresheners. Oh, by the way, their award-winning air management. Mike, you've got it on Project Banana Rama Hammock, and you love it, don't you? Oh, bro, it's the absolute best. Wouldn't wouldn't have it any other way. Real deal, AccuWear.com. And if you have AccuWear on your vehicle, you can go to AccuWear Life on their website, and you can submit um, the photo. You can also enter your handle as well as whoever took the photo, and that's your chance to have them uh, post it in their awesome cult following um, social media following. All right, Mike. So next we got the scene updates, man. And there has been a lot going on. A couple things that I had saved on the good old, what do you call it? Um, it's not face. It's what do you call it? You call it something different. I call it book face, book face, book face. That's right. That's right. So there, dude, there's been so much going on. Um, it's been hard to kind of keep up with everything. But um, some of this is going to be under Airhead Nation updates. I keep clicking on all these, and I'm like, crap, that's Airhead Nation. Crap, that's Airhead Nation. But check this out. Kevin Palin says, so this week and weekend, I took my trip, my first trip in years. I was invited to um, Camp and Drag. And uh, he said he had basically a blast. You know, first and foremost, I want to say thanks to Bill for helping or for bringing me along. And, of course, uh, he has the Nissan Hardbody. That was, uh, it's an NC, uh, Kevin Palin, and this is the one, as you know, that was in the panhandle for so long uh, under the acrophobia regime. Yes, sir. So, a killer truck. So, that, that thing looks uh, badass. And um, I also love that Bill and team at Camp and Drag, you know, they had the skate decks. They had all their awesome colors. Um, so, uh, you know, we'd like to talk a little bit more. I know you guys know that Camp and Drag is a fantastic show. So, you know, I always suggest that people... Uh, put that one on their list. And the other thing that I thought was pretty cool, Mike, is, you know, all over the country, people are going to shows and they're posting up, but it's kind of become a tradition as people get home, they get home safe. They go on Facebook and they kind of go, Hey, you know, I had a wonderful time at this event. I, um, you know, can't thank the show promoter enough for the hospitality and, and the city and all this stuff. And, Mike, that's one of the cool aspects. I mean, there's sometimes negativity on social media. We all see that. But how awesome is it just seeing people going to shows? I mean, sometimes driving 10, 20 hours to get these events, you know, whether they win awards or not. That's not why we all do it. And they get home and they go, dude, shout out to the people like you, Mike, and your team that put on Eastbound Get Down. There's a lot of good stuff going around the scene, and I love seeing it. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, with that being said, Guys, just get out and support those shows. Get out and support those promoters that put on these shows because there's a lot of time and energy and money that go into putting on these shows. And uh, just let's let's keep them around. 
So uh, get out and support them, guys. Yeah, I can't couldn't have said it better. And we normally go a little bit in more in-depth, but I think we're going to keep it short and sweet for the scene updates this week. We've got some Airhead Nation updates we have to hit on. But, Mike, we have to thank GarageGearClothing.com. Not only have we seen Lonnie and Radar and team and Crystal, let's be honest, she's pulling the puppet strings. We've seen them at a lot of different shows. They're always slinging their awesome merch out of their booth. But, Mike, there's something about their website, and I think when people start getting closer to the holidays, they're going to realize that, um, what is it, how much is the shipping again on GarageGearClothing.com? Well, at garagegearclothing.com, it is absolutely free. Free. Free ninety not free ninety nine. We're talking free. No, no, no just free. F R E E free. We've said this many times, but hear me out. Hear us out. We got Garage Girl on there. We have the sport truck type shirts. We've got the muscle car shirts. We've got the, the kids on lock, Mike. So I mean, go out there, Facebook, Instagram, Garage Gear Clothing. And then also, Mike, you know Lonnie's out there slinging those awesome videos on YouTube through Garage Gear. People need to go out there and, and follow their YouTube channel. Oh, absolutely, because Lonnie puts a, hey, guys, all you got to do is listen for two minutes. Watch for two minutes. That's all you got to do. Um, it's real simple, real easy. Uh, you definitely just help the guy out. Give him two minutes of your time. GarageGearClothing.com. Mike, uh, the key show updates, right? So we really only have one key show update that we want to announce this week. And, uh, I mean, th these are the tough ones, right? I hate to announce when we hear something like this. Um, I've been pretty busy, and I haven't had a lot of chance, to be honest, to be on social media the last couple of weeks. Just a lot of good you know, good stuff going on, nothing negative. But uh, I did hear the, earlier this week um, that our, our good, f f I'm going to call them family, you know, the Decorvers, that they did announce, it looks like, Mike, that Sparks in the Park, that they are going to basically cancel the show for next year. And I hadn't got a chance to talk to David or Kim. Uh, I know that they put a lot of effort in, but that's the word on the street that I'm hearing from uh, from, from Bookface. Um, you're absolutely right. And uh, I actually talked to him today. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it. I was there last year, got to experience it. And just know how much, you know, like I said earlier, know how much time and effort and money that they've put into this show. And not only into that show, but all the other shows that they go to. And that's why I say, guys, go out and support these shows. We don't want to see another good show uh, go to the wayside. And we do understand that there's a lot of shows and there's a lot of variety and stuff. And, you know, I know 20 plus years ago, we'd always try to go, hey, what's one out-of-state show you know, that we can maybe get to and things like that. But you know, keep that in mind. You know, We talk about a lot of shows like Scraping the Coast and Bayou Showdown and, and Orange Beach Invasion and Lone Star. And you know, these are kind of the flagship shows. Mini Nats is obviously there. We, we're super excited for Mini Nats next year. Those are those flagship events, and some of them we will never miss, right? I mean, we just it's in our blood. we got to be there. But you know, know that we do try to sprinkle in and we try to cover those other shows, Mike. It's important. You know, we want there to be variety. And if you can make it to these events, you know, please, please try to do so. Absolutely. Any shape, way, form, whatever you can do, just get out and support the shows. The key show updates brought to you by the West Coast Influence. You can visit, believe it or not, minitruckfilm.com. You can order the Blue Raider DVD documentary style film tied around guess what mike guess what scene 
the mini truck scene. Um, oh, okay, okay. Radar produced with his own funds, and he asks that you go out, minitruckfilm.com, order the Blue Raider DVD. Make it a stocking stuffer. Make it one that you can add to your collection. And uh, just do it because it's the right thing to do, minitruckfilm.com. Mike, just two segments left. We got graphic, or um, we got the podcast updates. And um, Mike, we can't give away too much, but we're kind of getting the feeling that within the next maybe Mini Truck Monday, maybe next week, we might have something to share, kind of like a classic. Uh, it's definitely a classic, and I do believe we're going to add a couple colors. And as soon as we get that back, uh, we will definitely put it out there for everybody's viewing pleasure. I think something that kind of tie into a little bit tough times, right? So, you know, n- nothing nothing too crazy. But right up the alley. You know what I'm saying, Mike? You know, you know, back when you were younger, you hear, man, dude, you go bowling and someone go, man, that was right down the alley. I mean, there's nothing like just going right down the alley, is there? You know what I mean? With a good oh, with exactly. a good shirt launch, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I know exactly what you're talking about. And you know what? I think it'd be a good time. <clears throat> excuse me. It'd be a really good time on our anniversary. Oh, there you go. Whoa. Yep. And we're, we are gearing up for our 300th episode. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that we get the audio done we want to for that milestone guest. But, Mike, something else that we do want to try to do next month is maybe tie in and make it the OLP you know, anniversary month, which it is. But also maybe try to talk to a couple folks, right, that, that we've had on over the years. You know, we don't have a call in line like, you know, some of these other podcasts, you know, that are kind of running circles on us. Let's be honest, you know, we've, we've become a little stagnant. And, you know, we don't have the hotline like, dude, I don't even have a home phone, you know. Um, you know, and some of these guys are, you know, they're, they're, they're tearing us down to the ground, dude, because we got to get, get the Commissioner Gordon phone. Let's be honest, the red one from Batman. If we could somehow get that, I think we could get the hotline going. But, uh, yeah. But we'll have to see, man. But that's really the only podcast update. Um, if you do have an opportunity, go – if you're on an iPhone, uh, go to the pre-installed podcast app, click on library, uh, sc- uh, c- select OLP, and then scroll down, 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 all the way down, tap the five stars. And then also, if you want to write a review, leave your Instagram name, that would be much appreciated. Mike, last but not least, the Airhead Nation updates. And I do have a few of these saved, so I think we could just um, go through these. Um, there's some good ones here. And um, a couple things. Number one, the day that we're recording this, July 26th, we want to give a, a happy, heavenly born day to our good friend that's no longer with us, uh, Alex Hu. Uh, Benjamin Wood, one of his best friends, had posted, you know, people like to say happy, heavenly birthday, but I'm just going with thinking of you today on your birthday and missing you, my friend. Life's really not the same without you forever, my best friend. And uh, shout out to Ben Wood um, and uh, rest in peace, Alex, dude. Mike, did you happen to see Dale Hughes, uh, our Canadian kinfolk, our fam, right? Hey. Yeah, not a dumpster fire. He says no dumpster fires around me, ODB, right? Because, I mean, he knows I'm a Trailer Park Boys fiend. But Dale Hughes says, thanks, everyone, for the birthday wishes. I just remember a couple years ago, he came down for relaxing on the ranch, dude. And you know you're dedicated when you come to Canada all the way down for a one-day show put on by some fine people in RA Florida. Tip of the cap, right, Mike? Hey? Always. Always. Love that. Love it. 
Dude, did you see Holly Brewer? July 25th, 2019 was just another day. I made my way up north to head to a car show. I was there with my friend, and unlike every other show we'd been going to year after year, this one was different. This one felt special. This one started the spark. Needless to say, three years later, and here we are. I can't wait to see what happens next. And She got engaged, dude. Oh, damn. To no social media Joey. I don't even think he's on social media. He's a smart man. If your nickname is no social media, I kept trying to figure out what that meant. And then I was like, oh, he's not on social media. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm going to throw a guess out there, and I'm going to guess that means that he's not on social media. Just guessing, though. Yep. Mike, we recently had LMC on, and he talked about Laura Jones' um, brother, Eric Jones, right? He talked about Laura, which is Eric Jones' better half, right? Right, mm-hmm. yep. Um, yep. and he talked about it, the homie Ian, his his good friend. Well, uh, Laura had posted recently, y'all. I woke up to uh, a good morning selfie for my brother in law, looking better than he's looked in so long. So you know, again, she kind of says it here, but you know, um, you know, God still has big plans for him. Thanks for all the good vibes, dude. You know, you could hear the passion in LMC's voice. You know, the big homie of his, and uh, that's what the scene's about. You know, trying to uplift other people, not hold them down. So we're we're excited, hopefully for his continued recovery. Oh, absolutely, and um, and uh, definitely look forward to uh, to seeing him out at another show uh, because what they did for him at um, East Tennessee Showdown was pretty damn special. And uh, I've seen the videos and was lucky enough to have the videos sent to me. Uh, so I could be a part of it, and uh, that was pretty awesome. So definitely look forward to seeing him out and about and uh, back at a show again. I love it, man. The last one I can think of, Mike, is uh, Lonnie Ford. I think it was just his born day, mid-July. We're getting to it a little late. Crystal Ford had mentioned, you know, happy birthday to his to my absolutely favorite person to share. And uh, we got to thank Lonnie and team for Lone Star Throwdown and what they do and how much they give back. You know, he's he's been they've been doing this thing a long time. Uh, but just a great family and a good kinfolk. Oh, dude, happy birthday. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think they just got off the vacation, if I'm not mistaken. And I know they're going to be at uh, um, at a show this weekend. So anytime that you see the boys and the girls um, from Garage Gear, make sure you guys stop by. Don't even have to buy anything. But if you want to, you go right ahead. But make sure you guys say hi. And if you don't know them, make sure you uh, stop by, slap hands, and and uh, and say hello because they're some of the nicest people you'll ever meet in the scene. Yeah, Lonnie, uh, he told me, he goes, man, I know you call Mike the Gallivant man, but he goes, dude, I'm going to grass pass him this year. And I go, I don't know if you can. I said, there's 52 weeks of the year, so I guarantee Mike's gone 40 of them. And he goes, yeah, maybe I'm out, you know. But <laughs> before we mention where you're going this weekend, I do want to thank uh, Hammered Weekend Wear for the continued support. Although we might be talking about them last today, definitely not last in our book, H-A-M-M-E-R-D, WeekendWear.com. They had some recent drops. Go out there. Let them know that OLP sent you. Uh, They've continued to update the website. They kind of showcase a lot of different stuff. They also have Sparks in the Ozark 17 event shirts and uh, a lot more, including Code Red and Dig the Lowness full-size truck shirt. H-A-M-M-E-R-D, WeCanWear.com. Mike, in closing, speaking of gallivanting, you're, um, thanks for your time tonight, but you're going to get sideways, right, this week, uh, I heard, and you're going to peel out of town, man. What, where are you going? Yeah, brother. We're uh, we're heading out with the fam, 
and uh, we are headed to Panama City. Uh, we're going to be up there for for uh, for quite a for a little vacation, brother, and uh, definitely look forward to it. That's awesome, man. Because I, I wanted to double check with you. Um, I was on line earlier, and I got some parts that I just I'm dealing with a guy in Panama City. You think if I gave you you know an address, you could kind of go by there and pick up some stuff for me on the way back? Oh, absolutely. You know, you know what? Don't even worry about it. I'll go ahead and take care of the cost for you as well. Well, I mean, it's two it's two transmissions and a couple um, heads and a set of um, 20-inch wheels, you know. I mean, if you wouldn't mind, dude. I mean, I hate to fucking put that on you, dude, you know. No, no. Hey, they tens, but I keep them clean, brother. <laughs> uh, I will definitely pick them up for you. Dude, and, I uh, – Thank you, man. Not a problem. I know you've been busy, bro, so have a great weekend, dude. I know you've been crazy with work and all that, so thanks for what you guys do, and uh, stay on the rise, dog. Hey, brother, always good talking with you, always good talking with the Airhead Nation. And, uh, hey, that's that's it for this week, and uh, we look forward to uh, in a couple weeks. And uh, you guys take care, enjoy, and uh, stay low. Have a good night, Mike. Peace out, dog. All right, brother. See you. So, with that being said, we're going to close it out. We're going to roll into some audio with Amanda, hopefully. And then we'll end it up with Kyle Gann. Check us out on YouTube, don't forget. And also, smash, follow, and or subscribe, depending on how you're listening to the podcast. Stay on the rise. We got you. Peace. Yo, yo. So, we just wrapped up with Mike, and I ca- tried calling Amanda, but I think D- DJ Mays, was that you that picked up? No, 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 no. It was, it was her. It was her, but you know she was doing you know, she was doing the the motherly things, you know, helping getting dinner finished up and everything else. So it was like, hey, grab my phone, and well, yeah, there you go. Hell yeah, Amanda, how you doing? How you doing? What did you, nephew? What did you, nephew? So um, make sure I say this right. Technically, it's Amanda Schneider's Barbaglia, right? Technically, no. Oh, it's actually Amanda Barbaya. I only put. And it's pronounced, it's actually I before E, which is Schneider's, not E before I, which is Schneider's. But I only stuck that in there so that uh, when I connected on the Facebook, people from high school and grade school would know that that's me. Okay, got it. Yeah, because I was going to say my head is going to explode. I took me forever to think, it took me forever to think that I was saying Jay's last name right, right? And he, you know, he's always so nice. He's like, "Yeah, you're saying it perfect," you know. And behind my back, I know he's going, "That mother, you, this guy." But no, <laughs> Jay, DJ Mays, we're used to Mike I, and I. I've known you long enough now, Jay, that I, I would, I would have no problem saying that mother, mother yeah. right to your face, yeah. top ropes, exactly. <laughs> well, Mike and I were talking about earlier. The, you know the set that you guys you know that you do um but we we kind of you'll have to wait to listen because we kind of came up with this thing we we think that maybe you're not really djing and amanda's coming back from behind with like her arms under your um flannel <laughs> shirt and she's the dj right so you'll have to kind of wait and, and hear all of that but i mean we, we think that we figured out the ruse you know what i mean i'm not saying something like that's not possible right I'm not I saying that. The fifth. right right so uh, <laughs> So, Amanda, the main reason we wanted to link up is my understanding that you went to Scraping the Coast, and it had been a minute, right? Because you took a little break doing kind of the family stuff, the home stuff, you know? Yes, I did. And this was my first out-of-town big show experience. Heck, yeah. If you will. Yeah. 
in my understanding, like you even got a chance to meet Bill from Extensive and do a lot of cool stuff. What was your favorite part of the weekend? I have to say the favorite part of the weekend, besides just being away from St. Louis for a minute, because it's like I haven't gone anywhere and it's been a couple of years. Mm-hmm. It was Bill from Extensive and the picture I got to take with him. Cool. John Cena's car. And I got to DJ the after party for Scraping the Coast. See, the truth comes out. I, we knew it was your hands underneath the flannel, <laughs> you know? Because um, I, I was like, Jay's hands look like they're kind of fake. And they're like, no, those are just little flaps he puts over, you know, the end, the cuffs, you know? But <laughs> in all seriousness, yeah, so that was cool because we always know that Extensive goes kind of big in the, you know, hard in the paint for Scraping the Coast. And then Bill comes out, you know, he's got just so much success going on. But you definitely, you and, and Maze and Dom loving wrestling like you do. How cool was it to see John Cena's car? Well, considering I had just seen the episode just, um, what was it, in that week? Yeah, that week, week or two before. Yeah, week yeah. or two before that I was in complete shock that it was even there. And I just, all weekend, I felt myself just staring over at their setup, just waiting for Bill. But I finally caught him on Sunday right when we were leaving. Yep. And he always will make time for, you know, the he viewers. And, Super and nice. Yep. They, yeah. were, they were actually in the middle of loading. Yeah. They were they loading John's car. They were loading, they were loading John's car onto the rollback or something. And we're rolling by in the van. And she's like, stop, stop, stop. There's Bill. There's Bill. And, and I'm like, well, those guys are busy. And she's like, no, get out. Come on. And so. <laughs> well, I, he knows people, you know. So, so I, I, I go I go running over and I'm like, hey, you know, Bill, Tim, can you guys take. I, I know you guys are busy. Give me two seconds real quick. My <laughs> wife wants to take a picture. And they're like, absolutely. I mean, they literally just dropped change right where they were. Had no issues with it at all. Big smiles and everything. So yep. good people. Yeah, that's good stuff. And how ironic is this? Um, John Cena, he built. Um, my buddy Tony had showed me. It's like maybe two minutes from where I went to high school, probably about 15 minutes from where I live now, he had built this building that's so inconspicuous. And it's apparently like his gym and where he stores his cars. You know, Jay, you know all the wrestlers. They li- they love the Tampa Bay area. Um, oh, yeah. So I oh, hope yes. that I'll get a chance to see that one day. Yes. Yes. Well, um, yeah, we are definitely a wrestling family. That's for sure. Now, do you understand why we talk about, you know, wanting to soak up the air conditioning so much, Amanda, in oh my God. first scrape of the coast? When I, <laughs> Saturday night, I mean, it was, you know, we got humidity here in St. Louis, but down there is a whole nother level. It's like a third world and, country. And yes, yes, I never appreciated how much air conditioning is a luxury. Right. <laughs> But Jay was looking so pale and just death worn over well, that the, I just, yeah. he could barely just hold himself up. I mean, I said, you know what? Just I, something came up into me and I said, you know, what do I got to lose? I threw myself into it and he sat there as I DJed and ate cotton candy and had a beer. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, the listeners need to hear this. You know, I've been trying to tell Jay, DJ Mays for the last couple of years, let me be your manager. And he goes, no, no, I got this. I was like, look, I, I can tell the shows. I can say, look, we need to have a plexiglass sealed off deal with an AC kind of split unit here on stage. 
like we he needs to be he he needs to be partitioned off right to keep that AC free from poisoning coming. People don't realize. I mean, we, we get hot up there. It's not just from loading and unloading, and the weight of the equipment. I mean, it's it's that equipment is puts off some heat. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, for sure. Now, yeah. being that you've been around Maze for so long, and you've seen, you know, I know this is about you too, but. When you think about Amanda, like how awesome his truck has been, and it's been down a little bit, right? Do you also, as his spouse, do you get excited going, hey, I can't wait to see you teal short back, you know, you know, getting doing burnouts and getting crazy at shows? <laughs> well, let's see. Jay and I have known each other since we were teenagers. We actually met DJing. You, you were a teenager. I uh, was, I okay, was a teenager. I was a teenager. But, um, so I've been around Jay and his vehicles for most of my life. Uh, with Teal Short, I mean, it's now that Dom's older and Dom, it's just, you know, it's a him and dad thing. Like mom's third, third wheel. Got it. So, but I mean, I, I get this almost the same recognition with people who know who I am. Can they reference the truck? Just because, you know, they think that I'm affiliated. I just don't get to ride in it as much because it's always him and Dom. Yeah, Jay no. and Mini Jay. Yeah, so, that's a great point. I'm try trying to get him to do another build or at least let me have a build to where I am I feel like I'm just the little orphan Annie. <laughs> you know, I'm just in the background. Well, I tell you what, we but love... I support it. Yeah, and and that's great, and we can't wait to see you out there because you guys have made this a family affair. What was so cool was when we kicked off the year at Eastbound Get Down, EBGD as I call it. You know, Dom was down there, and you know, Dom has really uh, became. You know, I think he's like kind of a little ambassador, right, uh, of the show. And when oh I mean little, gosh. like you know, he's younger, right? I mean, he he's coming up and he's <laughs> finding his own and stuff. And we're so proud of like you guys as a family that. You literally like live and breathe, you know, the truck shows and DJing and all that. I mean, Dom's more um, superstar status than Jay, I think. Yep. yep. Sure. I like yep. it. I like it. <laughs> now, speaking of that, you guys kind of mentioned when you had met, but let's keep it real because I know you guys would, would, um, you guys had a big presence there in your town and your city, you know, for Friday and Saturday night and a lot of the club type stuff. But Amanda, my understanding was you did teach DJ Mays the ropes on as far as how to do this shit. Well, you know, you know, I mean, that's we, off the record, right. yes, but right. on the record, I mean, it's it's a fifty fifty production. I mean, I he he's been. I mean, I get everything from him. He just we have different ways of doing it, and I don't always listen to what he says nice i got you i got you now how cool was it though growing up like in that st louis area right because we i was at bush gardens last weekend and we always thought for such a long time you know it was all one big company and when i came up there dj mays you know took me over to anheuser-busch and stuff I know. Well, that's you guys kinda, didn't even invite me. That yeah. was so rude. Well, I, okay. I, I asked Maze, I go, hey, should we invite a man? And he goes, no, it's kind of a guy's day. And I go, okay, cool. You know? Right. <laughs> well, because then nah. we met up with Ron and got, right. got no, sandwiches. Yeah. And, and then we hit Larry mean, Flynn's geez. place. Right I've never it. even been to the damn brewery yet. Yeah. And I've lived here. <laughs> yep. 
Well, we went to Larry Flint's house. Um, you know, our buddy got us in he there. He wasn't home, was he? Nah, he wasn't there, but, you know, yeah. we had... Ron, Ron's in good with him, so... <laughs> right, right, right. That's Ron's favorite building. Right. I'm only allowed to go there on, a, on like, a every couple year basis whenever I feel the need for a t-shirt. Yeah, you only want to get a t-shirt. There's no reason why you want to go there. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, Amanda, when you think about the next like year or two, like, do you see yourself kind of venturing out a little bit more, or is DJ Mays going to tell you, you know, is he going to say um, you can only come on the road if you're going to be DJ in the pre-parties? He's going to tell you that um, since I got my first one under, you know, up and out the way that his ass is going to make me um, earn my vacations now. Ah. So I will be traveling um, with him. Sparks will be the next one. Yes, Sparks show. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of our favorite shows and we can't reinforce enough. Uh, if you Google the Sparks show, you'll land on the page and it's in Sevierville. But Mays, remember a couple years ago when we were up there, um, they had reminded us that like for a minute, you know, before the transition of Mini Nats, that's also where Mini Nats was. What for a year or so? Yes, so yes, it was. Some some good history up there. But it's still iconic in a way. Oh well, that whole area, the Pigeon yeah. Forge area as a whole, was was Mini Truck Haven for many many years because at one time there was Mini Truck and Nats, and then there was a brand, another branch of Mini Truck. There was actually two of them yeah. uh-huh. that were held in the same town about the same time. So I don't remember the total history on that, but I know it was, um, you know, late '90s, early 2000s is where the split was. Um, and I went to Mini Nats from '01 to '05. Right. Um, but yeah, that whole that whole East. Ten- I, I tell everybody, you know, East Tennessee, Northern Georgia, Eastern Kentucky, Western. North and South Carolina and Virginia, that whole stint, it's like a three, four, five hour span all the way around, no matter how you look at it. That area is so rich with mini trucks that it's not even funny. Like there's something to do at least once or twice a month, mini truck wise. So I always give a lot of those guys in that area trouble. I I like to call them the three or four hour crew because (laughs) they don't have to travel more than three or four hours to go to a show. Right. Yeah. I know. know. They really don't have to go away because, you know, there's, they have plenty to do in their area on a regular basis. So, yeah. um, But if you're in a club of that area and you're not going to 10 out of state shows in a year, dude, I mean, what are you doing? (laughs) Right. Uh, Good times. But, but but so, so Amanda, when you think of, you know, do you ever see yourself getting into another ride and, and doing that kind of stuff? Or do you kind of like just being able to go and represent, you know, for the ladies and have a good time and, and do what you're doing? I, I'm one of those girls that I want to do what the boys are doing. Hell she yeah. wants she wants a ride, but she want wants a, a ride. she wants a deuce and a quarter is what yeah. she wants. Right there, you go. See, because I told Maze, I said we got to get her like in a little Suzuki Samurai or a, a, one of the deals like that with some droves on it. And uh, I need the bigger the better. It's small people problem. No, she wants to be able to. She wants to be able to park that thing on the. You know, it'd be Two a land yacht. Yeah. yeah, want to drive it, want to dock it somewhere. Dude, look at you. you. got the lingo down. Now, Amanda, let's say you have your perfect ride right now, and you're going to go cruising, right? So you know music because you DJ, and you're going to put the CD, I know I'm old, like cassette or maybe <laughs> maybe the MP3 player on. Okay, what's two songs, at least one, but what's two songs that you're going to put on that are your go-to cruising songs? 
oh my gosh, how are you going to hit me with just two? And you can't, okay, see, I like how you think you can't Can say chameleon error. Yeah, you get three, okay. but you cannot say chameleon error. Um, Straight Out of Compton by NWA. What? Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, the Gambler by Kenny Rogers. Dude, classy. Kenny Rogers, not the chicken. And, kinda. Yep. Uh, Iron Butterflies. Now, this is like super old. And he got it to Vita. Okay. There you go. I don't have yeah, my probably, sound effects guy well, going. Probably not that many people that actually remember Inagata. Okay, then I'll. I'll I do not. I'm going to be place. honest. I mean, don't ask me then a trivia there, question about that. It would be um, Billy Ocean's Get Into My Car. Dude, and Mike probably has never seen License to Drive. The cold. I mean, yeah. not even the. I mean, yeah. the old, 80s old classic. classic. 80s classic. Yeah. Old classic. Yep. There's your next trivia. Phil, Phil, um, rest in peace, Uncle Phil. Remember, he was the instructor mm-hmm. in the car. Oh, yeah. man. Dude, the 80s were the, the best, man. I can go back and, and watch those it, movies. Which which Corey's still alive? The Is it Feldman? Feldman. The crazy. Feldman's still alive. Corey Hain passed away, yeah. Yeah, the crazy one is still yeah. alive. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, if you go back and watch that movie and you see the big boat car that they have, you know, those oh my are God, the, that's, that's, yeah, I drive it. Yeah, that's I have it. No problem. Yeah, it's so cool <laughs> when people find those old cars and like you know, you know, recipes. Grandma, Grandpa passes away, and it's like so right. perfect, and you get it. It's like thirty thousand miles, and some of those I are hard. I used to ride so. to school in a pea green Mark Lincoln Mark Eight. Really? With white? Yes. Oh my gosh! And I used to be so embarrassed. embarrassed. No, I knew you were going to say Mark that. I think it was just a Mark. It was just a Mark. I think it was just a Mark. It was before the Mark Seven and Mark Eight. Yeah. I think it was just a Mark because it was like a seventy-six a or bar. seventy-seven. No, Maze, you're and saying it wrong. You're like, happened. it was just a mark, brother. Like, no, <laughs> no. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, a mark. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just a mark, I think, yeah. But, yeah. man, I, I'd kill to have that now. Yeah, it's so funny how we could almost do a whole episode one day about that because I've had friends, and I had a buddy, Chris Cardina. He had kind of a, an 80s Lincoln, which those haven't really kind of come around yet. But you – you see, you have these cars and these experiences when you're younger, and you're like, "Man, I wouldn't be caught dead in Grandma's car." And then you get older, and you're like, "Man, right? that's pretty pimp." <laughs> like, I can't believe I had that nice of a car going to high school or whatever. You know? So yeah, my mom, my mom had a '77 Chrysler Newport that was had a 440 in it, but it was the same color as most barges. It was like an ugly brown. <laughs> so my dad, my dad always called it the barge, and literally. Ten dead bodies in a trunk, <laughs> and the hood. The hood was forty. Wait, feet hold on. Long, is the statue of limitation up yet? Okay, yeah, you're good. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> it, had, it had it had eight ashtrays in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I know, and that's the ironic thing because now Jay, like, think about like even the Suburbans and the S tens and stuff. Like you, you know, when we were younger, like ah, oh, you know, this basic interior, all plastic. But when you see one that's pristine, like Johnny Garage Johnson's got a couple and. They're so clean and everything's polished. Like even a big boat of a car like that, you see it and you're like, it's so rare that you're just like, man, this is awesome. You know, I freaking love it. Now, do you guys, um, when you start getting around the holidays, right? You used to kind of do, I know pre-COVID, some of the holiday parties and things like that um, in terms of DJing and stuff. Do you guys ever still try to uh, do that kind of thing? Or are, because you're so tied up with shows, Maze and Amanda, I, do you guys kind of not prefer, do that? Yeah, I prefer not to. Now, she she is wanting to try to start booking some 
I, other stuff outside of the shows kind of thing. for her for her i used to dj grant's farms here in st louis um uh, which is a little park um by anheuser bush it's kind of similar to your to bush garden bush Garden's. you guys got yeah. there. similar and i mean i dj'd their halloween parties on saturday nights for years upon i mean that was ever by far my biggest crowd ever i was the only one and this is including jay that has never had a sold out crowd for a female at grant's farm compared to jay jay's never had one Mm-mm. so he don't know he's nope. not at that status nope yeah he's not at the eminem wimbley arena status yet right i mean come <laughs> right. on right i mean right. Maze is that let's be honest he's the dj of the mini truck scene we all know that but i mean he's He's still trying yeah. to get to that level and kind of ratchet it up, you know? Yes, he's getting there. But, I mean, I have I started DJing weddings and big events and parties like that for years. And, I mean, yeah, sometimes it can be a little hassle. But I wish, I mean, I guess we'll see what the future holds. I'm still booking even though Jay can't stand it, I'm still booking weddings. I'm still booking um, events. I'm just now, now since I've had my knee replacement, my knee can actually withstand me to be able to go out and actually work more. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just kind of move around and stuff. Well, you know, you were part yeah. of the Bills Mafia, jumping off those roofs and doing the at-home wrestling stuff. you got to be careful, Amanda. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Well, somebody's got to show these two who's <laughs> boss around here. Right, right. Okay, so here's a question for you from a DJ standpoint. Is there one song, whether it's a wedding, it's, you know, it's getting late, everyone's highly intoxicated, whatever. Is there one song when people request it or show you their phone or can you play this and they're like three sheets of the wind? Is there any song, Amanda, that you have that you just go, God, really, that one, that song? I just hate that song. Oh, I could give you a list. list. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But we don't got that kind of time. Right, right. But uh, what's one you could think of, Mace? I would say... I would say Paradise by the Dashboard. Yeah. I I like Meatloaf, but Paradise by the Dashboard Light or uh, I'm So Over Don't Don't Stop Believing by Jeremy. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, yeah. That's a classic. but but it's so played out. Well, yeah, because just like oh, you guys are so connected. It's kind of like you know that's an extension <laughs> of who you are. You're a DJ, so it would kind of be. I'm trying to think of an analogy of equating it to something else. You know, maybe like a you know a chef being asked all the time to make the same exact thing. You know, he or she's not going to want to do that. But um, yeah, that's always intriguing to me because I know we've been. I'm not a huge fan of going to weddings. I've been to some with my wife and. You know, we're all having a good time, and it's open bar, and, you know, you kind of go, oh, man, I want to hear this. Because, you know, sometimes the DJ doesn't play a lot of upbeat music, or it's all that 70s kind of good wedding music and stuff that kind of, you know, the older crowd's getting going. But, like, you know, when it's starting to get crunk, you know, you can put some Usher, some some Yeah on, or things like that. And then, then, you know, Hank, that's when he'll start coming out and breakdancing. You know, that's really... Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, because... Yeah, because I'm trying to tell you about her. Yeah, she can tell you all about her experience with Hank. Yeah, and Hank is he's he's a good guy, right? I mean, let's just be honest. Oh, Hank the dummy. Yeah, 
Oh God! Well, no, don't call him that. He's uh, he listen. He's, he, he's got me. he's got more brains than than weekend at Bernie's, you know, which Mike I don't think has seen Maze. He makes me look smarter. Right, right. <laughs> but but do you think if there was a breakdancing contest at a wedding this weekend, Hank, you think could pull it off, right, Amanda? Not unless he not by no. He, he would have to too damn much. Right. See, there you go. See, he. Ha- that's what I try I to tell him. I have to get him, him in the Betty Ford clinic first. <laughs> right. Well, I've been trying to tell him because you know I told Mays one time. I said, Mays, when he comes back to St. Louis with you, I said try to get him to go to the eye doctor and get those like horse glasses, like the blinder deals, right on the side. Because I said if he could just focus on one thing, this guy, this guy could be a nuclear physicist. I mean, I'm I'm convinced. I'm convinced. But you know that's you hammering. might be convinced. <laughs> <laughs> that's hammering. That's hammering Hank. I'm and, surprised Jay isn't trying to bring Hank on as partner. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. He doesn't tell us everything, so you never know. Well, here, right. here's the problem, though, and I've said it before. When you invite Hank over and you say, "Hey, make yourself at home," <laughs> he makes himself at home. You're like, that's wait. You're like, get out of my sure. bed, dude. That's my pet, man. You know. Right. He's uh, everywhere you like, go. The first time he was hanging out downstairs and Mandy forgot about him. Went oh, my God. And, and about scream. lost her shit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Was that the time you put the Jason mask on a maze? No, not that time. <laughs> so, everyone, here's a huge shout out. H-A-M-M-E-R-D, weekendwear.com. If nothing else, go order the teal, sh- teal short. Say that ten times fast. Uh, sure. Say that three times. I've got the banner, and next time I see you, I need to get you to autograph it, man, because it's going to be hanging up in the Ballard Compound 2 down here, man. Wow. That's a huge honor, Jason. It's a huge banner. Not you, Jason. <laughs> Jason, I'm talking to. Not you. Oh, okay, damn it. You're now, the warden. <laughs> yeah. Now, before but, I ask... Oh, go ahead. Wow. Do you have an autograph? Did, have you signed anything for him yet? For Jason? Yeah. No. no. See, that's a whole. That's one up on you again. Yeah. No. What, why? What did you? What did you sign for him? Uh, he wants me to sign something. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. well, no. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get Maze, Amanda, and Dom oh, okay. to sign the teal short. Oh, see, so you, you just you just rained on our parade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Way to go. Oh, see. <laughs> see. Here, I was superstar status for a minute. Hey, hey. <laughs> What we need to do, we need to see if Dom or someone or or anybody, maybe even Joey Whitby, one of our big supporters, we can get him on to say teal short shirt 10 times fast. And whoever can do that, you know, we'll send them like a sticker or a piece of candy or something. Because we don't have that big of a budget, you know. Yeah, the struggle's real on that. Mm -hmm. For real. Right. Right. Hammer's got real builds. We got real problems over here. Let's be honest. Real problems. (laughs) Before I ask Mays um, to cut a promo for DJ Mays Radio, Amanda, Dom, oh, anything Thinking, else you want to share? Um, I got it, Jason. For uh, the prize, they will be able to take home a autographed picture of Mike the Mayor's feet. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. Yeah. I'm not a feet person. I mean, this doesn't Me involve something. <laughs> he's got the prettiest feet I've ever seen, and now, I, I don't even like feet. Now, listen, this is kind of weird. I've never talked about this subject before on the podcast, right? <laughs> but he's uh, gonna kill my me. understanding <laughs> is Mike uh, grew up in Ruskin, kind of Why Mama, near where I work, okay? He apparently uh, was raised that if he goes in 7-Eleven, he's not allowed to wear shoes. So you're telling me he's got clean feet? His feet, I don't know who does his feet, what salon he goes to, but he has 
the prettiest man feet I've ever seen. Oh, my seen. God, dude. Well, I tell you what, Mike, see, that's the problem. He's out gallivanting so much. He needs to be back studying <laughs> all the 80s movies and the songs and stuff. He's out getting his freaking nails done. Come on, Mike. Well, I mean, I guess when you're a mailman, I guess it's what you got to do, right? Yeah. yeah. And he's getting exposed. But um, is Diggity Dom, can he, can he say hello? Is he there in the house? He's right here. Hola, amigo. Dom, hey, we we miss you, brother, and we love that you're hitting all the shows, man. Thanks for always showing us love. Hey, where you been? I've been well, I've been wanting to see you like forever. I I want to say witness protection, but I never snitch, never <laughs> lie. So I'm just gonna say I'm on the lamb. You know what I mean? That means like you know some stuffs went down, and I'm kind of just you know letting you know kind of letting stuff blow by. You know what I mean? Blow over. You're not getting my autograph. <laughs> he's been on vacation right there you go there you go um amanda it's been cool getting to know a little bit more about you i appreciate when i came up uh to relax in the park st louis uh, a few years back and you guys you know graciously let me stay there at the place and um i would um i would encourage people that next may relaxing in the park did i say that right a minute ago Relaxing in the park is going down May, this coming May, and that's going to mm-hmm. be in. Uh, hold on, I got it. Fest, Festus for the rest of us, right? Festus, Missouri. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> he always wants to relate to Seinfeld. <laughs> Damn it, Festus for the rest of us. Now, or, May, or as we all called it this year, relaxing in a swamp. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, hey, it was better than when. Shout out to our family with uh, assorted miniatures, but. The one year that I didn't go to Show Fest and everybody was calling it the M Word Fest, uh, they had they had a lot going on and I felt bad for them. But you know, you you know how it goes. You can't control the nature. The nature. Nope, nope. It's the one thing you can never control. Yep. Maze, real quick. Tell everyone. Mike and I said it earlier. Why should they download Twitch again? What's the whole deal there? Uh, well, first of all, it's free. So free, free ninety nine or free. It, no, just free. Okay. F R E E. Yeah, yeah. The second best F word out, four letter <laughs> F word out there, and it is. It's free to download. It's free to create a, a login. It's no different than the old Street Source days or Instagram or anything else. You can create whatever name you want, and then you jump on there. You look up DJ Maze Radio. You follow the page. You'll get alerts when we jump on, and we're always on there talking trucks and shows and talking shit and you know i mean that's just kind of what we do even what was it was that saturday night when we were on saturday night. oh jason you missed saturday oh uh, this past yep. saturday when we were on we just went we, we were kind of starting to wrap up everything next thing we, you know what i slammed it into left field Ooh. thinking that you know okay i'm not taking any responsibility for this song Ooh, and that led to so another too song. led to how many hours later? I don't know. It was, it was at least another hour because we were we were planning on getting off before that. And next thing you know, we played everything from Tom Jones to the Elvis. Supremes we to Elvis. <laughs> we went old, old school. Dude, I, I love hearing that. It was just the anniversary of DJ Mays of the two live crew is what we are. Of course, that was July twenty yes. fourth of eighty six, and that has one of Hank's favorite songs. But remember, this is a family podcast, and we can't even some of the titles we could get in trouble for saying of the songs, you know. But we all know that beat when it kicks in, don't we, Maze? You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Right. But um, it gave us an idea. We are um actually, and I know 
we kind we're still working out a little bit of details, but we are before we go to Sparks, we are going to throw down a one night decade and I mean we're gonna go from the fifties at least to the seventies oh. on this one night. Really? That's just cool. to bring back the songs that, you know, people grew up with or they forgot about. Um and for the younger ones Maybe it'll be the first time hearing it. Yeah, we. I mean, we are. I already do Throwback Thursday as it is, but this we figured playing Saturday. some of the stuff that we played Saturday night and everybody was loving it, remembering cruising, you know, the streets with with their parents or the stuff their parents listened to as they grew up. You know, anything from you know CCR, you know, to the Elvis, to the Motown stuff, the Beach Boys, and just you know, gradually make our way into the late 70s, early 80s, get into the funk stuff or whatever. So, so we're just gonna, something kind of fun. We're going to battle it. Yeah, and I will be there. I want to listen to it. I, I want to hear some Chuck Berry, dude. Even think back to the exactly. American Graffiti yep. and some of that stuff, the real rock and roll. And like you said, Credence and Fogarty. And, and dude, that's a great – y'all, that's a great concept. Hey, the people came up with the idea. Yep, yep. The, the people's elbow, right? <laughs> yeah yeah we, we took it right on the chin right <laughs> so check this out everyone whether you're on android iphone you can go on the twitch website i think it's twitch.tv i think and then also i watch on apple tv uh the cool thing is you can interact if you're on your phone you can join in the chat i'll sometimes have it up on the apple tv the f- app is free and then I'll have it on the phone. The volume's turned down on the phone. Then I can interact with people, right, and, and chat. And someone's, hey, what's up? Then you respond back. So it's, it's a very cool concept. But, Maze, what I'd like to remind people is they don't have to interact. If they pull it up and you're just at home on Friday having a beer, hanging out in the garage, pull it up, and it's like a free uh, DJ set to hear music. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can be sitting in the garage, on the patio, in the pool, in whatever. Car. You know, just let it let it roll. I mean, if you're driving or something, obviously don't pay attention to the chat a whole lot. I right, right. Well, I yeah, wouldn't. but you know, but you know, let just let it roll and, and keep doing what you're doing in the garage or whatever. And if you hear something you need to chime in on, go right ahead. Otherwise, you know, just let it roll in the background and just let it be your soundtrack for the night. I like it. It's been a pleasure having Amanda and Maze, and we heard Diggity Dom a second ago. You guys got anything else for us? Oh, Jason, one I just thought of it. As we were hitting the end, I forgot one of my highlight favorites of Scraping the Coast. That way we can close out this show. Let's do it. It's a shout out to Sean Rhodes and his little boy. Ethan. Is it Ethan? I believe it is. I I always I always get confused. I I believe it's Ethan. Ethan. Yeah. When I we had just first gotten there and trying to all these people just coming up left and right this kid and i played together as i chased him around the convention center on the inside with all these expensive ass vehicles he made me feel so comfortable but that you know i just the overwhelming culture shock just kind of faded after about five minutes. So a huge thank you to this um, kid, my little buddy, Ethan. That's fantastic. It's a great way to end it. Scraping the Coast, one of our favorite shows, 20th anniversary was this year, June, last weekend in June for 2023. Biloxi, and like you heard Amanda and May say, you got to have that AC. That's the good thing about it. 
<laughs> yeah. Yes. Beige Even gu- with our fans, it won enough. <laughs> it won. I love it. And and Jay, you got to go next year because Shannon did great keeping Mike in line trying to get the booth set up on Friday. Because uh-huh. you know how Mike likes the Galavan. Oh, dude. Well, it, it's a good thing Shannon and Dusty and Michelle oh, Boone yes. were there to help because Mike, that booth never would have got done. A mess. He was all. He made my ADD look very minimal compared to me watching him bounce from here there and everywhere i had trouble keeping up dude i'm telling you what he's he's all over the road and he tries to always blame it on me slamming stuff around and getting all you know high fluting and stuff but you know at the end of the day i think you know mike's just gotta sometimes you know take a look in the mirror you know (laughs) yeah well mike did work dom dom um got to be a part-time ambassador for you guys <laughs> that is awesome yeah and we need all the free labor we can get i mean we'll we pay with stickers and stuff you know i mean we got, we got <laughs> we've got benefits that come along with the role you know yeah well we can't talk about it too much we don't get into child labor laws or not. right 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 and, 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 is a little forgiving but you know and normally yeah. normally he'll go you want to give him a sticker and I'm like, eh, he's probably already got that one you know because we need you know we need the stickers you know but um it's been a pleasure i hope everyone uh enjoys the rest of the weekend we're going to roll into uh, Kyle Gans audio, K Daddy. Uh, we really appreciate you guys and uh, stay on the rise and keep DJing and Maze. You know, hide those hands a little bit better because we can see her coming up and you know mm-hmm. getting crazy on the ones and twos. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'll, I'll I'll come up with some better makeup for my hands or something. Yes, and we'll see you guys at the next show. You got it. Thank you so much, Amanda. Diggity Dom, Maze. We appreciate y'all. See you guys. See ya. It's our lifestyle of a podcast. You know, we talked a little bit about on episode 92 with Josh Ellis. We've got a legend. I know he won't want me to call him that, but he is. We got Kyle Gann, a.k.a. K-Daddy. He's in the house. What's going down, man? How you doing, brother? Everything's good. Everything's good in the hood. Appreciate your time. Yes, sir. Uh, Uh, No problem, man. What is so awesome is getting to meet people like yourself that – I've been around mini trucks and just customs for so many years, and it's kind of cool to sit down and reflect a little bit. But you know, many of you guys know who Kyle Gann is, but I wanted to start Kyle and just kind of ask, like, you know, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, man. You know, I'm a I'm a first generation painter customizer. I uh, got into mini trucking at 16. Um, I bought a brand new uh, standard cap 720 Nissan. Uh, got into a local club called mini visions um you know went to all the runs with those guys actually painted the club windows for them and got my feet wet with them cats um that's kind of where i got my friendship with courtney i met him at some of the runs back then we were, we were young you know 17 18 years old mm-hmm. um after mini visions a few of my friends and i started syndicate minis and compacts and syndicate probably is the club that put you know cow concepts on the map i mean we probably did 30 cars in syndicate you know me being part of the club and knowing everybody um yeah man we used to there was there's the main drag here in bakersfield it's called chester avenue we used to i think we built 20 cars deep every single one of them's graphic out big booming stereos i mean when we showed up you knew we were there we'd roll uh 
to Visalia, which is just an hour away. Mooney Boulevard was, but no, no, no. That's where I met Brian McCormick from Drifter Magazine when we were still kids. We both be down there playing, and he had a mini blazer, and I had my 720. Yeah, man. I mean, we were in it. We lived it for a lot of years. Yeah, and and kind of paint the picture for us, right? Because you're a great painter, of course, but. Um, yep. Like what? Like we're we talking like kind of mid. That almost like brings me back to what the mid '80s, kind of late '80s, as far as when yeah, all that really yeah, it was. Off. Yeah, '86 is when I got my truck. So, ah. you know, '86 to '90 probably. Got I mean, it. it was if if there was a run somewhere, we were there. If it was five six hours away, we were going. Well, so. and you you know you mentioned Courtney and Brian McCormick. Of course, I yep. love looking back at the truckins from those years, especially the early '90s. There was one yep. epic photo I posted on the podcast page, and it was at a truck run, river run, and you know it was a guy. He he, they had a huge ramp by the river, and he was doing uh, you know a trick off the ramp into the river, and you had like all the mini truckers, like you know the yep. the eighties and nineties, and man, I almost I say know exactly dude, the picture you. Yeah. yeah, and I almost go, dude, like, you know, it was a little before my time in terms of me getting involved in the scene, but, man, I could stare at those photos and just vision, like, how much fun you guys had to have, like, as, you know, teenagers slash young adults, man. Yeah, man, it was it was retarded. We had a lot of fun. <laughs> I mean, there was times where they would they would have, a like, a like a crane with a bucket on it, and people are bungee jumping. <laughs> it, it shows in Arizona. I mean, super unsafe, but, man, it was, you know, really cool. Yeah, you had a blast, dude. Drink way too much. Back in the day, that was you know I used to mix this stuff called Purple Jesus, and I <laughs> wounded a whole bunch of people with that drink. <laughs> That's funny. That's kind of I, I yeah. Courtney got drunk, fell over in Bakersfield, and hit his head on a sprinkler in a in a probably five football field area. You know there might be ten sprinklers out there. Yeah, he found one. <laughs> <laughs> Cut his head open. It was awesome. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And and the other thing that was crazy to me is like when you think of the Brian McCormick's and, you know, obviously Steve Stillwell was kind of tied in there. He was a little bit older of a dude. And then you got, um, you know, I think I mentioned Brian, but then you had Courtney. Man, you almost had like this true concoction of just badass, like guys that were so passionate about it. Because when you think of the graphics that came out of the late 80s, early 90s, that almost spurred like a whole generation of mini truckers that guys are still trying to replicate that stuff right i mean to me it's just yeah, amazing I mean, that you guys were at the infancy of it yeah i mean we pretty much developed the west coast graphic style for mini trucks no doubt about it straight I mean, everybody style. back then yeah everybody back then was trying to copy what we were doing and i mean there was some guys out there that were doing good and then there's some guys out there that kind of missed the mark but it's flattering to see somebody care that much about what you're doing to want to copy it Dude, for, know, back in the day, there's you know it was kind of like oh shit, somebody else is copying this. But looking back, you're like wow, man, that's, that was actually pretty cool. Yeah, that they tried to mimic it because you, I, I don't know yeah. what the um the quote is, but it's like something about um you know it's when someone tries to mimic you, it's like almost like the ultimate you know flattery, you know that someone's oh like, yeah for sure, and it really is you know for somebody to want to be just like what you did. I mean that's that actually is pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. So that kind of brings me to like a question that, you know, you kind of summed up like these really badass times, right? And you you talked about being at 16, you know, with the standard cab, which we'll talk about the trucks. But like, how would you say you got involved into paint? Were you like in middle school, like I was, and you were taking like an art class and like, you were just like, damn, I got these skills or what was it? You know, not really, man. I mean, as far as trying to draw something, I can't draw anything. I'm not really good at it. I can pull tape like nobody's business, but wow. trying to draw something, 
I'm just, I just don't have it. You know, I can kind of do it. If I really sit down and take my time, but I'm just not that good at it. But That's I, uh, after I got my mini truck, you know, I, I had become good friends with Jay Werner. I don't know if you know who he is. Badass yes. airbrush artist. Yep. You know, he's been in the game forever and I would hang out at his shop and help out and mask and do some things. And, you know, that was, that's where I kind of decided, man, this is what I want to do. And I ended up going to a trade school in Fresno for, it was like a year long trade school, pretty much a vocational training center place. It wasn't a whole lot of custom stuff going on there, but you, you learn the basics. And right before I graduated, I actually talked my instructor into bringing a paint rep in. And uh, I painted my first complete candy while I was in school, which was pretty cool because nobody was doing anything custom there. So it was it was neat to do that. Damn, dude. And, then, and, and that's got to be yeah. inspiring for other people that, I mean, like you said, like I, I'm blown away that because I can't draw anything. So I think that's pretty cool. Thanks yeah. for sharing that, man. And my bad. Yeah, what were you I mean, say? oh, I was going to say, man, after, you know, after I got out of school, I came back to Bakersfield and I was running a body shop out of my garage. Mm-hmm. And mind you. It was in a townhouse complex. I mean, literally, the, I opened my garage and 20 feet, there's the swimming pool. I'm painting <laughs> completes in the fucking parking lot, <laughs> right in front of the swimming pool. <laughs> I mean, my neighbors are bringing me work. The The landlord of the place is bringing me work, which is crazy. You know, he was a cool guy, but extremely clueless. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm painting complete cars right by a, a lit water heater. You know, right. if, if it would have caught, dude, it would have burned the whole place down. I mean, yeah. it was, the liability was retarded and he, it, he just never got, he never got the clue. You know, it was just, it was, it was pretty cool. I mean, I actually did the first rendition of uh, Robin Ramirez. They call him Cobb. It was a Mazda. Um, it ended up being the, oh, something wicked this way comes. Yes. I did the first graphics for that truck in that garage. Wow. I, uh, and it had been done twice another time. And then, then it was the, the something wicked this way comes. And then I actually did Eric Coleman's graphics on his Dodge when it was still gray. It came out, I think, in trucking or mini trucking. Yeah, I did the graphics for Coleman in that garage, too. Damn, dude. I, that, yeah, it's crazy. Well, <laughs> here's a little story for you. When I first got in the mini trucking, uh, you know, I'm reading the magazine. We're talking like 97, 90. Well, I read the magazine before that, but when I first had my truck, I started doing business with uh, Steve at Altered Images. And okay, uh, it was like the late 90s, and he goes, man, you know, I'm going to send you something cool. And, you know, I bought some parts, like a roll pan and whatnot, and he sent me a VHS tape, and I've kept it all these years, and I used to watch it. But, dude, like he, it was it's, it was like a true home video of like him going to Cal Truck Jam and – I can't wait to see it because one of my friends, uh, he's got it. He's going to convert it for me. But Very cool. There was something where I think he rolled up to the shop and something um, wicked was there. And I forget if it was on a trailer and, you know, he's like, he opens the door up and he's going, man, this famous truck and stuff. But, you know, we're talking like late 90s. I don't know what yeah. happened to the truck, but. Dude, I don't know who has it now. Yeah, it was, dude. It, it so many classics came out of there, man. I mean, that that oh whole, yeah, you know Bakersfield. I always Bakersfield was a hotbed for it, man. Yeah, that's you know, I know. I it really was. It was like the heart of mini trucking, man. Yeah, it kind of was. There was, man. I mean, we were deep. There was several different clubs, but man, we and and a couple good painters. You know, Eric was painting. I was painting. You know, Jay was doing stuff. So there was a lot of stuff going on. Hell's yeah, man. So. When I think of a truck that stands out in my mind is one uh, of my favorites all time. Love the colors, love the graphics. 
It was featured in Truck in December 92. I was thumbing through the issue about a year ago. I'm going to have to pull it back out, of course. But the, the truck bad to the bone, like what does that truck mean to you? Like tell us any kind of little backstory on it. Man, that, you know, that was that was the first real banger that I built, you know, badass. So the really nice truck. Uh-huh. You know, I had I had torn down my standard cab and I was getting ready to redo that. And I kind of stumbled across that extended cab with a buddy of mine's dad's. And, you know, I told him, man, I really like that truck. And he's all, I'll sell it to you. And I mean, he sold it to me real cheap. The dude was super cool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and it kind of just took off from there. I took all the good parts off the, the standard cab, put it on the extra cab. And I had actually, I was building the truck. And this is kind of when I became friends with Dion mm-hmm. from Cal Concepts. And, uh, I rented a spot out of his shop when he was still Curtis Craft just to work on my truck. And, uh, you know, during this time is, is when me and Dion kind of decided to do Cal Concept. You know, so basically I was a co- co-founder of Cal Concepts mm-hmm. um, through doing that truck. And um, it was kind of, that was kind of the flagship truck of Cal Concepts. Got it. Was it. the first one that really set us on the map. Um I mean, it was even before Craig was in the picture. I mean, myself and Jay Werner painted it. Um, I built it. And, uh, yeah, it was crazy, man. You know, it, that thing was built a long, long time ago. And people think it was all, it was me, Dion, and Craig that did it. But Dion did help a little bit on it, you know. Not, I wouldn't call it a whole bunch. He likes to try to take credit like he did the whole thing, but that isn't the case. Um, but, yeah, man, it was and that was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? For for someone like you that's been painting for so long, you know, the stories, you know, they're they're, you know, the mindset in the well, I should say like the memory, man. It's like, you know, it, it's yeah. still damn good, right? For all those years. And yeah. when you know, recently becoming friends with um, you know, Josh Ellis, you know, what a good dude he is. We'll talk oh, yeah. a little bit more about the tie in there, but what I thought was cool is Dude, this guy knows his history. He was even sending me the last couple of days a lot of cool photos of Bad to the Bone, some that I had never seen. Yeah. Now, like, yeah, I just recently met Josh too, and he's he's a really cool guy. Yeah, he is, dude. And what I wanted to kind of ask you is, you know, a lot of guys, you know, I get, you know, some people they love the Metro Hall of Fame. Other guys are like, ah, I don't need this recognition, you know, because everybody's different. Some want it, some don't. Yeah. But I think the guys that do it, they do it for the right reason. They do a great job picking, you know, uh, a fabricator, business owner, Courtney Hallowell Achievement Award, that type of thing. But yep. to me, it's a huge salute for that truck this year, next week, I think it is, that's going to get voted yeah. in the Main Truck Hall of Fame. How does that make you feel, bro? Oh, it makes me feel great. Let me touch on something else with the truck because yeah. I don't want to leave Craig out. You know, we when it was when it was uh, featured in trucking, that was kind of the first rendition. We brought it back. I tore it down, molded the frame, and Craig actually, that's when Craig did a bunch of work on the truck. He did, uh, muraled out the frame, muraled out the motor block. I mean, inside of the speaker box, there was Zolotone on it underneath and stuff, and he put cracks on it to make it look like stone. Uh, I mean, Craig did do a lot of work on that truck, but kind of in the second rendition. When it came out in the magazine, Craig hadn't touched it yet. But before it actually died, it was, you know, he had done quite a bit. So I just want to make sure he gets a little credit there. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, when we had Craig on too, I think, you know, to me as an outsider, um, you know, we'll talk more about it, but I think all all I can say is you guys are all, you know, all of you guys are amazing talents. And to me, uh, 
it stood the test of time, you know, with these different trucks, yep. right? There's a few others that we'll throw out there. You've thrown some cool names out there, you know, like something wicked that I call yep. it. But, you know, you know, talking about the Hall of Fame, I mean, for your for your work or your personal truck, because you own that truck, for it yes. to be voted in, to me, that's like putting the stake in, the, you know, when, when, I'm, when, you know, the United States put the flag in the moon, man. They said, dude, we were fucking here. And for me, oh, to, yeah. to see, like, that truck get voted in, I mean, that's like a huge, like, just fuck yeah, man. It was awesome. Yeah, it, it's a big honor, man. It, it's really cool to be recognized for it, for sure. So, it, it, you know. It, it brings and, back a lot of good memories, dude. And and that I think is right there is worth it. Let me ask you this: yep. What? Because you know we've heard varying things and becoming friends with Josh. Like he he amazed me, man. He he really does know his main truck history. What's the story? Like what happened to the truck? Oh, the the bad to the bone. Yeah, bad to the bone. Yeah, man. It um, we had got all the frame and stuff done. I'll give you a little backstory before I tell you exactly. But we had we had went to the last Bonton in Bakersfield and showed the truck and it took every best of category. I mean, it was, it was ahead of its time. It was really killing shit. And, uh, so after that, the next big show was uh, truck jam. So we were, uh, we, we were getting ready to go truck jam, got everything loaded up. You know, I went home, take a shower. Dion and Craig jumped in the tow rig. They were headed to their houses to get showered up and packed and ready. And, uh, a drunk driver hit him head on at it over a hundred miles an hour. And I mean, Fucking literally almost killed both of them, bro. And they, so they were I mean, driving it, it, the truck, the main truck. No, no, they were driving a tow rig, but the guy hit him at such a hard I velocity yep. that the that the truck and trailer came up and slapped the back of the van and just demolished everything. God, it <laughs> broke so, the frame on the mini truck. I mean, it it hit hard, it, and it was still tied to the trailer when I rolled up on the accident. I mean, it it didn't come off the trailer. But just like somebody beat it with a hammer, you know what I mean? It was fucked up. <laughs> so how did news travel back in the day? They just they they got to a phone and called you and said, "Dude, like I mean, are you yeah, just like fucking?" A, a, a friend of mine came barreling up to my house. I'm sitting there waiting to go. Going, what the hell's going on? These guys are lagging. He's all, "Bro, bad accident." You know what I mean? We rolled up on the scene, and uh, they had just taken Dion and Craig away. And and somebody at the scene was like, "Hey, man, Dion's dead." And I was like, "Holy shit!" And it, I mean. Dude, it was bad. The guy driving the, the Hyundai that hit him is dead. It killed him. Wow. He drove that fucker right into the van, dude. And I mean, the whole hood of that Hyundai was sticking in the van, straight in the van, dude, and about two inches of it was hanging out. Dion oh, rode the steering column out of the window. <laughs> I mean, yeah, dude, it was uh, it was crazy. He was Dion was out of work for like three or four months. I mean, I literally worked 16, 18-hour days, seven days a week just to make sure his bills, my bills, the shop bills were paid, you know, try to keep everybody whole and we didn't lose anything. Cause I mean, he was fucked up. He couldn't do shit. He had a bunch of surgeries and everything. I mean, his face was damn near ripped off one side of it. It was, it was crazy. Fuck. So, you know, I might be one of the old, you know, the main truckers that maybe didn't know the whole story, but hearing it from you is like, dude, like my jaw sitting here going, holy shit. Like, yeah, you know, I, you know, I thought it maybe. You know, because we know what happened with Bob Grant and, you know, Twisted Metal yep. and, you know, some of those, you know, you get, you kind of fall asleep, that type of deal. But, dude, like, that is like, you talk about Gnarly. freak accident, like, holy yeah. fuck, dude. Yeah. I mean, if, and I had kind of thrown a fit, man. I, you know, we'd been getting the truck ready for a couple of days and I was just over it. Dion's like, man, go home, take a shower. We'll get this. We'll pick you up. Or I would have been in the back of the van, dude. Probably, I mean, I don't see surviving it, really, if you were flopping around in the back of that thing. It would have been a bad deal. Yeah, man, it was, it was, yeah, it was crazy. 
So that was obviously the second time after it was built. Now, back in those days, right, I kind of heard some stories, but how did, like, the other truck that, um, uh, you know, the, the basically the other truck that Josh has now, right? How did yes. how did that come into picture? Because did some of the parts like were you able to keep the truck? And yeah, some of the, some things? of the parts off the truck. I mean, half of the truck is hanging in a, a guy's garage here in town. Okay, they, we cut it down, and it's the, so you, there's still parts of it around, and there was some parts used off of that truck on to Josh's truck. Um, you know, I had I had uh, I had a friend named Tom that had, was working on that Josh's truck. You know, a standard cap seven, like my first truck. And I, you know, he felt sorry for me and was like, dude, I'll trade you this truck. I'll let you have this truck. Just paint my bug and I'll do my bug and you can do the truck. Okay. I was like, cool. So that's what I did. And then I decided we wanted to make it a roadster and we did some trade work. There was, and I don't remember the name of this thing or if it even had a name, but it was a green Astro van with graphics all over it. There's pictures of it. And then it turned, I think Pete hot dog feeling, uh, like a facelift on it and it ended up being yellow with graphics and i can't remember the guy's name that owned it but i think they had a shop called it was either crazy customs or the chop shop or i you know yeah. it's been so long i don't remember but they did the they did the um convertible and stuff on that deal and uh and while that was going on i ended up buying a 55 ford and my interest really changed to going towards customs yep so my buddy Ryan wanted to buy the, the truck and I kind of not lost interest, but was working on my, my Ford more than that. And was like, hell with it. I could get some money to put into this thing. So I sold it to Ryan cheap. He had always helped out around the shop and, you know, he had actually helped on the last look, him and a bunch of his buddies. They did a bunch of the, the front work on that thing and sanding and everything. And, uh, so yeah, I just sold it to him and, you know, he commissioned the shop to finish it. And so- we did. And then it had changed hands man, a bunch of times after that. Yeah, that's what Josh was saying. And did, so, I'm trying to think here, was the truck, then did he have, when, once Ryan got it, did he have Cal Concepts paint it like you guys as a crew? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Yes, yep, yep. So, what I was blown away, I was texting with, you know, the homie earlier, and one of our good friends, Brandon Burrell, uh, he, you know, he's a photographer, a good dude. He yep. had shot, uh, or no, excuse me, he had asked a question. And I was blown away because what what hit me today is the look that kills. It was it was never featured except for in a magazine like in Japan, which had a funny yeah. name in the magazine. But that blows me away, dude. Yeah, it was in the, that, and then it was in oh, I want to say Autographics or something. Craig used to work ah. for Autographics, so the, a lot of our stuff got into Autographics. I see. Um, and it mostly was like how to stuff. There was there were pictures. Yeah, I don't know why that thing didn't, didn't get in, in the magazine. It's kind of weird. Yeah, and, and to yeah. me, what's really cool, you know, to, to you know the spinoff of episode 92 is w- what I told, you know, Josh is that I'm really happy that he owns that truck because I know, you know, he mentioned Ryan and a couple other names, right? And yeah. a lot of the guys, you know, they he kind of said it was like a circle of guys that know each other, right, that have had the truck. But for yep. him to have it, you know, a lot of guys go, hey, man, I'd love that, you know, this would be a dream, dream car, blah, 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 you know, all that stuff. Right? Yeah. But for him to actually get it, you know, he's taken it to a lot of shows. He upgraded the wheels. Oh, dude, he's, he's yeah. taken that thing to a whole new level, bro. That yeah. truck is badass. And it has a whole bunch to do with him. I mean, he is, he's really cleaned it up. I, I, I'm, I'm overly impressed how badass that thing is. 
Yeah, and for him to tell me that you know he grew up in the Bakersfield area and he had visited the shop and stuff like that a couple times, I was yeah, like, he's you know, a super good friend with one of my real good friends, and I don't know that I ever met him. You know, I, I've here recently talked to him on the phone and, and texted back and forth, but I don't I don't remember meeting him. Yeah, and he he's really collected a lot of photos of the truck from the PartyPage.net and just you know he had you know, he was you know immediately texted me earlier when uh, Brandon has asked the question and he goes oh it was in and I want to say it was called like Boob Car or something it was a weird weird name of a magazine I'll I'll post it sometime but uh, yeah I can't remember man I I, I know which one you're talking about yeah, but I can't yeah. remember what the name of it was we were friends with a couple Japanese photographers and they'd show up you know, here and there and just shoot all kinds of stuff. And then it would, you know, everything would get in there. Yep. So like to me, you know, the history of, you know, your mini trucking was obviously, you know, tied into to the club, right? The syndicate minis. Yep. Oh, for sure. And then with your, you know, with your truck and then when you got, you know, when you kind of strayed, right, you know, like many of us, our, our passions or hobbies changed, you still yeah. were into the same deal, but you're like, dude, I'm going to go, and I, I, you fell in love with older cars like many of us do. I did, for sure. And still to this day, I'm doing that same stuff. Hells yeah, man. Yeah. So, so did you ever, you know, I know this is probably a cliche question, like do you ever have regrets of maybe not, um, you know, taking the mini truck, you know, to the next level as far as, um, you know, the look that kills or you were just like, you know, whatever, man, I do my passions with old cars at this point. Yeah. I kind of, I always be a mini trucker, man, no doubt. But, you know, I kind of, I kind of wanted to take, do older cars and put my skills up against people, you know, big name people and see where I stood kind of was my thing. we kind of, at that time, and not to pat my own back or pump my chest or anything, but we were kind of kicking ass in the mini truck scene. We yep. when we showed up, we we would win a bunch of shit. So I was like, you know, we've kind of done this. Let's let's move on and and let's get our ass kicked and get remotivated and and you know and get better at what we're doing. And that's kind of the way the progression led for me is going to the older cars because you know I was a brand new face in that didn't have any recognition. Like in mini trucks, I showed up, people knew who I was. You know, I was painting all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was it was cool to get into that and it, and I always tell people, man, when I do a car, if I take it to a show, one of my people I look up to, one of my heroes, paint heroes or something, gives me the thumbs up, man, that's better than a trophy all day, you know. Yeah. So that's kind of where I that's kind of where it went, you know, just trying to better my skills and, and put my skills up against, you know, people that were better than me at the time, and you know, there's still a bunch of people better than me even now. Well, I tell but you, it's it- cool to. It's cool that you can, you know, a lot of people can't acknowledge, like, you know, I always say, like, people can't acknowledge if they make a mistake. I try to be the first guy that's like, dude, I may find I fucked up, right? Or a lot of guys can't oh, acknowledge yeah. that, you know, I'm not the best, you know? Like, even yeah, Mike Tyson there's... at one point, he, get knocked, he gets knocked out. But I think... Oh, yeah. When I look at, like, your work, would you say... Because, listen, I, I'm not a painter at all, but I look at, yeah. you know, I'm scrolling through your Instagram feed, and you you got like a unique style, right? A lot of guys, you know, yep. try to mimic these different kind of, I call them low rider paint jobs, just really sick shit. Yep. But would you consider yourself like a specific, like, you know, some guys are like, they, they, they're the master up at flames. What, like, what's your one thing that you would say? Like if somebody said, man, what's the best thing you are at paint? What, what aspect is that? Is there any term you would use? Uh, you know, anymore. I, I love doing the flake stuff now. You know, it's kind of come back, and I really enjoy doing that in the candies. But, I mean, I'm I'm really proficient at flames, super fast. I mean, I've done thousands of flame jobs. Um, 
and I still can do the, the old school graphics, you know. So it, it, pretty well rounded when it comes to to um, the design aspect of it. You know, I can do whatever, pretty much whatever you want me to do. But I, at, at this point, I really my custom stuff is really skates a fine line between custom and, and lowrider. You know, change the wheels and make most of the cars I do now can go either way. Yeah, and I it's, just, it's I just so, like that. You know? So epic, and and I love how like a lot of like even what I want to do on my '67 um, Lincoln one day is you know paint the roof of it right, and I got a homie that yeah, it's like hey you know I'll do it no problem. But I've always loved that style, and when I look at so many of the paint jobs that you've done, it's like they're timeless to the point like you said you can swap the wheels out, you know you can bring it out 20 yeah. years later, and the shit is still popping off. Yep, exactly. And that's what we like to do. You know, you like, and I always tell people, man, we, you know, maybe somebody's not going to like it, but they're going to, you know, they're either going to love it or hate it, but they're going to stop and look at the person. I'll tell you that for sure. Yep. You know, so. And we've always heard stories of like, you know, like painters a lot of times, they get the short end of the stick because. You know, you got people that spend all this money on a project. They're like, man, I got no money for paint, but man, my shit's going to be sick. I need to get it painted. But when I look yeah. at like what you do, like how does a client, if they want to do work with, you know, business with you, um, I'm sure you got your main clientele, but like, how do you tell if somebody's really serious? It's like, yo, you want a K daddy's customs paint job? You know, you're legit. You know, how do you know? It's it. Sometimes you don't, you know, a lot of times. You, you got to be cool to everybody. You know, there's times, man, I would swear that people would walk in and you wouldn't think they had two dimes to rub together and they'll yank out 10 grand and throw it on the table and leave their car, you know, and you're just like, Ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so I, I definitely don't, I try not to judge anybody, but you, you can tell most people that are really into it, you know, the money on some of these real crazy jobs is, is, you know, it's, it's pretty substantial. Yeah, so, man. You kind of know when you throw the first number out, you can tell by the look on their face if they're going to be talking to you anymore, you know? <laughs> right, right. So, yeah. Yeah, which I think is badass. And when I look at some of the motorcycle, um, you know, if you go to K, it's um, it's K Daddies with a Z and then Customs with a Z on Instagram. And I look at some of the, I think they call them bagger bikes, right? The big wheel baggers and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it's crazy how much you can make a bike stand out by doing the graphics like on the front fenders and the rear bags. Oh yeah. It just, I mean, I do, it's a lot I do of a work. ton of bikes now. A ton. I mean, I almost always have three or four going and it, at times up to 10 different bikes going at a time. I mean, I, it's, it's a really big part of my business now. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, just to, you know, stay off the main truck theme for a minute. Now I'm a huge Lincoln yep. fan, right? And you, when you painted, yep the 61 you really made a splash because you know like i know the guy richard that does suicide slabs i run the lincoln yeah. page but like when you put that out like me i love lincoln's and you know we all get i get sick of seeing black with mob steel yeah. wheels even though i no, love them nobody right? had really done anything yeah. that style on yeah yeah dude and you know even richard at suicide slabs had you know um shared the photos and what but when i saw yep. that dude i was like hell yeah k daddy's killing yeah. it man something different you know what i mean yeah for sure that's yeah. a good friend of mine. His name's Joe, man. We, we've done a lot of stuff together. I mean, he's got a 60 Cadillac in, in the mix right now. He's got some Lincolns he's doing, some older Lincolns. I mean, he's, yeah, I'll be doing a bunch of stuff for him in the, in the near future. Yeah, dude, that's that's a sick car. So when, yeah. I th- when I think of, you know, and we've kind of laid the foundation, but, you know, it almost seemed like the progression, and this happened for a lot of guys, right? Like, um, yep. and I'm starting to ask all the guests now, like, were you ever into skateboarding or BMX, you know, growing up in Cali? Oh yeah. We skated. Yeah. And it, it seems when like we were young forever. 
you know, from from skating to you know the mini trucks, the subcompacts, and then you get into yep. the old the the full size cars, um, and the, the motorcycles as well. Like, what would you say now? Um, you know, what's the main genre that you that you fall into in terms of like what you like to cruise around? Like, maybe your, even your own personal car. Yeah, man. I mean, I definitely like customs. You know, yep. chop top, fifty sixty store. I like early hot rods. I like bikes. Um, you know, but I'm really kind of in between the low rider and, and, and custom world. And I, I just love doing those cars, man. It's something I really like doing now. Yeah. Oh, and, and with a lot of mini truckers, um, you know, we've seen Ernie Macias and different guys. Like, you know, we, we kind of yep. progress and we fall in love with, like, whether it's a Cadillac, I'm a Lincoln guy, so on and so forth. But it really is amazing because a lot of us, once we realize, like, man, these these cars ride so good on air suspension or they look so good with the yeah. chop top or the graphics – I mean, you really, you can almost, you can go over the top. Many of us have with these different builds, sure. but I love how like someone will just take a badass classic car, lay it out, do some metal work on it, do a sick paint job, but you can really build a pretty badass vehicle even for like a reasonable budget. And I think that's pretty badass. Oh, no that, doubt. You know what I mean? Yeah, that no doubt. It still happen today, you know? Nice thing about customs, man, you, you know, they you show them closed up. That's what you want. You want the silhouette. You don't want the hood open. You don't want the trunk open. You know, who cares about the underside? It's laying on the <laughs> ground. You know, so that's, you know, that's the good thing about customs. I mean, of course you can spend a bunch of money and go over the top and do everything, but most even big custom shows, they want them shown closed up. They want to see the silhouette of the vehicle, which is cool. Got it. So talking about K daddy customs, like you've painted a ton of Epic vehicles, you know, including, we talked about some minis, even some recent ones, yeah. classic cars, like, can you give the listeners a little bit of insight? Like, you know, obviously you named a lot of rides back with cow concepts and whatnot, but yeah. what are some of the rides that you've done? Maybe the past, like, you know, time that you've been on your own doing your own thing for many years now, like maybe just some of I the did, different um, uh, builds or names or whatever. Yeah. You know, I did Mark Hernandez. He had the, it was called the answer. It was a S 10 mini truck. Mm -hmm. uh, it got the cover truck of the year for mini trucking. Yep. That was a couple few years ago. Um, you know, my own, I have a 60 Pontiac that's chopped and channeled. I mean, the thing's like 40 inches tall. You know, it's wild. Um, my buddy Joe Wallen that we were just talking about with the Lincoln, we did a chop 59 Impala for him. It was candy, candy tangerine. Uh, had a bunch of patterns, kind of real similar to the way the paintwork was done on his Lincoln. You know, the hood, roof, and front sides were pretty, pretty chill. Um, just probably in the last year, I finished a 61 Apollo for a guy named Mike Healy. It's called Knuckle Up, kind of teal. Yes. Um, it, it won some stuff at the, at Santa Maria, which is like the West Coast custom show. Um, and then one that was a little further back, it's like Stan Espinosa, the 53 Chevy with the Mexican blanket roof. Yes, oh, that's sick that too. Was, yeah. You got that on Instagram. You know, now, I mean, shit. I think we were the first ones to do a Mexican blanket and now you can't even look at Instagram without seeing that stuff, so. <laughs> which is cool. You know, same type of thing we were talking about. You know, you come up with something people love it, do it themselves. And I mean, there's been some guys that have progressed it to, and it really looks badass. And like I was saying, we've done a ton of the, the uh, big wheel baggers, you know, a bunch of the bike stuff. Um, I recently got a lifetime achievement award at one of the big bike shows here in town. We're here in, in the valley, it was in Madeira, called the Rendezvous. Mm -hmm. And I just finished a 60 Olds that was called Sonic Reducer. Um, our buddy of mine named Sean Phelps is in Idaho from LA. From the, you know, he's been in 
in Cal Bell's life, but just recently moved to Idaho. But that thing's probably my favorite at this point. It's, uh, it's probably, it's wild, man. It turned out really, really killer. And it, you know, and it's my favorite at this point, but I always tell people I try to make the next one a little better than the last one, you know, so. Yeah, and you see, you see a progression with a lot of guys, you know, over the years, whether it be fabricators or painters. And one thing that I thought was, like, really interesting when I look at the different vehicles is that you don't – it's easy to look at it, whether it's at SEMA or it's on Instagram, and you go, wow, it's just badass, right? But yeah. a lot of people don't realize the amount of time. Like, you know, if I were to ask you, like, on an average paint job, whether it just be graphics or it's a full deal, like – is your average job like a week, two weeks? Like what, what is that usually average? You know, it kind of depends on the money to be honest, you know, yep. I'll, I'll do some things a little cheaper, but people know that it's not going to get done quickly. Yep. You know, I have to, and I still run a, a full body shop. So I do insurance work and everything still. Okay. Um, so, and I mean, insurance work, it's boring, but the money's there. It's good. Yep. You know, People aren't anywhere near as picky as like the custom end of it. <laughs> bang them in and out, you know, and you have to do that. You know, I have two guys that work for me and, you know, they've got to take care of three families. So we got to have that kind of work. I'd, I'd rather do nothing than custom work. When you can make half of what you can make on a custom job in three or four days and the custom job takes four or five months. Yep. You know, you can't let that stuff go down the road. So it's definitely a balance, you know, and that's what I've always heard for from sure. people. For sure. Well, yeah, and I, I mean, I got a mortgage to pay, so I'm not, you know, if somebody's got some money to spend, we'll get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't be turning good money away, exactly. And yeah. that allows you to take it to the next level on some of these paint jobs and stuff because you know, oh, you're yeah, not, you're not sure. so stressed out where you're just like, oh, my God, I got to hurry up and paint this yeah. bike before the world ends, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, but, exactly. Insurance so, kind of keeps everything afloat. Yeah, that's good stuff. Now, you know, we talked about, and, you know, we've kind of, you know, bounced around on some of the subjects, but, you know, you mentioned Cal Concepts earlier, and, you know, many know that, you know, for whatever reason, obviously businesses grow apart, you know, partners, you know, we've seen people leave Apple, they start their own company, and next thing you know, they're they're on top of their game, you know, but, like, do you mind, you know, is there anything that you wanted to share with us about, you know, you know why you left or split with the Cal Concept? Sure, you know, I could say some of it. You know, I always say nowadays, you know, a partnership is a sinking ship, so it's just weird, man. You know, I don't like to touch on it, but it seems like I get zero credit for anything we did back then from them guys, and it's kind of sucks, you know, and so I, and, and they tell lies and, you know, I try to make stuff look better. They try to erase me from the history of it and make me seem insignificant when it came to that deal. And like I said, it's a three man team. You know, we should be celebrating what we did there. Should, you know, I mean, we did a bunch of cool shit. I mean, it sucks that they're, you know, we can't all just band together and say, yeah, we did some cool stuff. Now we're not together. But I mean, I left because Mendeon's a hard dude to be around. <laughs> He's a, He's a different guy, man, and it's just, um, I mean, I'll share a story. There would be days at the shop, he would come in two or three days in a row, would not say one word to me, nothing. I mean, not one word. He'd be trying to go to lunch, he would just disappear. Trying to go home, he would just disappear. It was crazy. You know, it's it's a, it's, it's not a cool work, work environment to be that. You know, and, um, it just, and, and there's a bunch of other reasons. That's kind of a... Yeah, a, I hear you. A, you know, just a little something of it, but, you know, and there was times where 
say uh, House of Color was in town for a hot rod show, and they would invite us to dinner as a shop, and I would conveniently get left out of that kind of stuff sometimes. And so there was always a little trust issue. And it just got to the point when I looked in the mirror one day and I was like, I don't want to live my life. This. I don't want to continue to go to the shop and feel, you know, like I kind of got to watch my back. It was, there's so much jockeying for position there. You know, everybody kind of wanted to be that top dog instead of just being a team. And so it just, this was unhealthy, man. So it bounced. I hear you. Well, be, you know, I appreciate you sharing some of the backstory, yeah. um, you know, with, uh, from your side, your point of view, and that, you know, th- that's appreciated. And when I talked with you earlier before we started recording, you know, I mentioned, you know, to me as an outsider, I just appreciate what you guys did as a crew. Um, you know, even yeah. if, you know, we've seen hip hop, right? We've seen hip hop artists, they break yeah. apart or, you know, the Wu-Tang, they come back together and they do things. And But to me, you know, when I went – uh, we we always heard on the East Coast here, my buddies, we were always talked about Sean Carlson's Woodrunner, and man, there were like all yeah. these different stories about it. And then when I go to Indie Truck Bash, like o two o three, and I see it, and I take all these photos, I'm just so glad that so many of the trucks, not every one of them, but many of them were still around for years. I know Woodrunner, yeah, you know, it had unfortunate history, but the. I, I've got to witness the last looks, the wood runners and so on and so forth. Yeah. And then now someone like Josh Ellis, he's carrying on twenty plus years of a paint job that people like at oh, Slamfest this past, you know, two weekends ago, people were fucking blown away. You know, they some guys yeah. have never even seen the truck or they didn't even realize it was built, you know, like just normal showgoers. So I think that was awesome, bro. Yeah, it's cool. You know, and and from the time Cal Concept started till O two, I mean I was the guy that did the graphics. I mean C- Craig would Craig would design some. Some of the times he would design something, and I would. You know, there was always a joke we'd get him pissed off because I'd look at his drawing and throw it in the toolbox and kind of do what I wanted on a lot of stuff. But to say he didn't have a lot to do with the design would be bullshit. You know, it was a three-man team. I don't think anybody was better than anybody else, but there was obviously other thoughts than what my thoughts were, and it just you know it sucks that it, it couldn't have continued going, but it just wasn't going to work out the way it was going. So. I hear you. Well, when I look at Woodrunner, which I'm looking at the the photo that you posted on your Instagram, uh, that's yep. you hanging down right there, what, spraying the paint, right? I mean, with that absolutely, with yeah, the, with the little yeah. scully cap deal kind of on there, and yeah, straight looking OG. Well, there was, the problem is, is there's so many uh, documented pictures of doing these jobs that they they can't never erase me completely, but they they'd <laughs> like to. I mean, 100 percent, they'd like to. They get so pissed off when I post stuff that we did back then. And I never, at this point, I don't give credit either, so maybe I'm just as bad, but they've never done it. And it's just such a back-and-forth cheap game. I always just put, hey, I did the graphics on this back in the day on something like that. I don't take credit for the whole job. But I could go to hell if I'm, I'm not po- apologizing or posting up something that I did, you know? I'm not, um, if, it, if it pisses them off too, too damn bad. I hear I you. <laughs> well, speaking of classic paint jobs, seeing Last Look on TV – that had to have been pretty cool for you, again, kind of going back to the old school story again, but for you guys as yeah. a crew to have did something, you know, uh, together uh, all those yeah. years ago, and then to see the joy that it brings Fester, and then for it to be on freaking TV, people yeah. are like, no freaking way, man. Yeah, it was awesome. I'm, I, you know, I think the, the appraisal was a kind of a crazy thing, but <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. It, you know, it is what it is. It was a cool truck, and it definitely was probably the most iconic new truck, you know, built. And Dion did that truck, you know. I, I did the graphics on it for sure. I helped a little bit. 
There was a lot of people that helped on that trip, but that was Dion's truck. He built it. Yeah, I know he was pissed because he didn't get any, he didn't get any uh, props on it on the TV show. But you know, maybe that's karma for taking trying to take credit for shit I did. I got you. Well, to yeah. me, it it's crazy that someone like Fester or someone like Josh Ellis, you know, they have these trucks that have stood the test of time. I mean, we're talking custom paint from all those years ago. When I saw last look at Nopi, you know, early 2000s, I don't know if it was 2000 when the 4x4 shop owned it, you know, I was amazed. I took all kinds of photos of the floorboards and remember seeing it in the House of Color ad, I think it was, of course, at Mini Truck. Yeah. Dude, it's, yep. it, it's really cool that there's people that are passionate uh, as Fester. You know, I met him one time at Severed yeah, in the Southwest. Keep, keeping and, it all alive, you know, that's cool. Yeah, that's like really him cool. and, and even Josh. And, you know, I know there's the whole bought versus built thing, but, dude, I'm telling you, when someone's passionate about something, whether it be a custom car or a mini truck yeah. or a BMX bike, which I love, dude, fucking yep. I'm all for it, man. Well, that's like Josh's truck. You know, he bought it pretty much done. But, I mean, he's, like I, like I said, he's taking it to another level, man. He definitely it. should get some. You should get some credit because the interior in that thing never looked like that. The undercarriage, motor, I mean, he's done a lot. Put the good wheels on it. The truck looks better than it ever did. That's that's honest. Yeah, well. It's, he's really done a good job with it. I mean, for him to say next step, he's going to pull the motor, you know, reseal a couple things, kind of, you know, freshen it up and stuff. I'm going, dude, like, this guy's balls of the walls. And, you know. Yeah, he's, no, no doubt, man. He's uh He's doing it. It's cool. It's cool to see his enthusiasm. That's, I mean, that's the enthusiasm we had back in the day, you know, when we were young. And that's that's the way I felt about mini trucks. Just, I loved it. You know, it was all about it. And yeah, it, it's cool to see somebody at, at his age and then later on being that that passionate about it too. It's really cool. Yeah, and throwing it out there, like, what do you think about uh, crew cut? Right, is on the cover of Trucking. I think I just got the new issue. And yeah. What do you think about something like that that stood the test of time? Like, it wasn't anything that you guys did, but, I mean, no, it's got to be... It's it, badass. It, yeah, and think about it. Two West Coast builds, they were at SlamFest a week, you know, two weeks ago. It's sitting almost yeah. side by side. I mean, to me, that's amazing. Yep. It's cool, you know, and and, and and when they redid that truck, it was cool that they gave Sean's wife, you know, some props and, and brought her in the mix and stuff. Yes. Badass, I, man. Yeah, nice. that was a nice tip to the I've done a lot of stuff for Sean. You know, me and Sean were pretty good friends, and he was building uh, uh, wheelchairs and stuff when he, when he passed away. And, you know, I was yep. painting wheels and doing things for him. But it was, you know, it, you know it's crazy how, how connected all of us still kind of are. Yeah. You know, and I had Kerry Iacino on, and we talked about, you know, there's a lot of guys I knew that were close to them, and we talked about Matt I yep. passing away, and I had Sean, we, we as a team had Sean on, you know, just a short period before his, you know, uh, untimely accident, and it just does put it in perspective. You know, I tell people all the time that, um, you know, I lost someone near and dear to my heart like a year ago, and it's like, yeah. you know, beefs get out, you know, there's, there's hip-hop beefs, there's friends, there's family feuds, there's the fucking Hatfields yep. and McCoys, and... You know, I just try to as a as a person just to say, hey man, you know, all we can do is the best we can do and get up every day and That's hustle it. because you know, there's I mean it sounds cliche, but you know, there's nothing guaranteed and uh No, I mean there there is no guarantee. Tomorrow you, isn't promised, that's for sure. Yeah, and you guys bless us with a lot of cool rides and I wanted to ask you um, do you want to, t can you just talk a little bit about, um, I think you had an art gallery for a while, for a while in Bakersfield. Like how, yeah. uh, what was that about, man? 
Um, myself and Joe Wallen, the guy with the with the Lincoln you were talking about. Uh, we, we're both the art collectors, man. We have collections. Been collecting them for thirty years. Joe has too. I mean, the, the old the customs kind of come with an art culture with the cars. So there's always art for sale. And mm-hmm. I mean, we we both definitely got the bug with the art, and we decided to open a open a gallery in, in Bakersfield. And there's some pictures on my in, on my Instagram uh, page. That was dope, man. I had three cars that I painted in there. My my uh, '55 that was the one that the first thing that kind of started me after I redid it called Little Greenwich Shop Lime Green. A bunch of flames on it, and we had Joe's '59 uh, Shop uh, Impala in there. Uh, he has a '34 ro- uh, '34 Coupe. He was in there, um, but it was man, our deli. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. It's just Bakersfield wouldn't necessarily support it. You know, we did really great at the shows. I mean, even Craig showed smart. And, uh, Charles Armstrong showed art. All the best lowbrow artists around were showing there. And they, many of them came to the gallery and were floored by the gallery. And they were, man, I just wish it wasn't in Bakersfield. You know, it's, I don't see this town supporting it like it should. And, but we did really well at shows. But in between, we had a store. We sold clothing and stuff. And the in-between, it just, you know, it didn't. It didn't sustain itself. Yeah, and and that's what happens. We've seen it, whether it be a restaurant on a particular corner or or whatnot. So, you know, but to me, uh, what's awesome is like you did it, you know, and you, 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 instead of, you know, as you get older and you go, man, I wish we would have did such, such and such. Like you did it, you know, and I think that's important. Yeah, we did it. And I have, I have zero regrets doing it. You know, we lost some money and but the amount of money I lost compared to the amount of friends I made doing it, Forget it, man. It was totally worth it, one hundred percent. And I mean, we had never went into it thinking we would make money. We had hoped it would break even or close. Mm-hmm. And because of our love for the art and our, our passion for the art, we would have kept it going, man. If we, it was just a little bit of money putting in, because being the gallery owner, you know, we would never buy anything at the shows until after the first night. But you know, we marked up the art, so we would get it at a, at a discounted rate. So it kind of made it worthwhile. But, you know, when it was, and Joe was the money man on that deal, and he, you know, he was dropping three, four grand a month on it. Just, you know, that stuff. Yep. Well, cool, man. I mean, thanks for sharing. And I think even when I had Charles on, we talked a little bit about, like, you know, he was thinking about doing some stuff too. And it's great that you had some very supportive friends and customers and colleagues that said, hey, yo, man, we appreciate what you're doing. They came out. And you know they, absolutely, they man. And I mean, you. everybody I hit up, everybody I hit up was like, "Oh man, hell yeah!" And they, I mean, they really did. They came out in droves to to support that thing. Yep. You know, you got good friends when you start like a business venture, and they go, "Yeah, no problem, man. I got your back. I'll yep. be there." And you know, that's what they yep. did. They definitely did. Uh, what I wanted to also, you brought up a name earlier. Um, you know, this past June, I believe, marked three years since the world lost Eric Coleman from the Color Shop. Uh, yeah, you know he was a very talented individual. Like, what was your relationship with him? Shit, man. Me and me and Coleman were friends since high school. You know, I had my seven twenty. He was always driving a uh, Chevy Love. And I mean, you know, we cruised everywhere. Had you know, constantly worked together. I seen him all the time. I mean, his wife used to cut my hair, bro, and I haven't had hair in thirty years. So that's how long I've known him. You know, we've been friends a long time. And during during the mini truck or during the thing when we were both painting kind of had a little falling out you know we got real competitive and, and got 
tense at times, you know, we were both pumping our chest, kind of being stupid youngsters, and it, uh, it, it took a toll on our friendship, but, but for the last probably six, seven years before he passed away, we were back to being good friends, man, and I was going to, we had actually, at Santa Maria, the West Coast, and the custom show, he talked about doing one of his Cadillacs, he had got real big into Cadillacs and hearses and stuff, but we were going to do, we were going to tag team his Cadillac, because he had had a real bad quad accident, and uh, he, one of his arms was just dead, man. It just hung there, you know. So uh, it was difficult for him to line stuff out. And I told him, man, you can design it. I'll line it. I'll help you. You know what I mean? We'll just do it together and, mm-hmm. and bust one out. You know, and unfortunately, you know, a few months later, he was gone. Yeah. But he was having pains, and he was attributing it to his to the problem with his arm. And it was actually his heart, man, you know. And it, it, it sucks, man. They found him in his shop. And uh, they said they found him with a smile on his face. He was into all the, the pop stuff, and so who knows what he saw, but whatever it was made him happy. But what was cool is uh, he and Jay Warner actually teamed up and painted his casket. And uh, I did all the patterns, and they did the reverse of the pinstripe, just like the old days. I know for a fact he was looking down, smiling on that, man. It turned out really cool. Yeah, for it, sure. It was an honor to do that, man. I, 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 I hate the fact that he's gone. But it was cool that I could honor him in that way, and you know, you just make the best out of what you got. Yeah, you have to, man. And you know, salute to Eric. Um, you know, if anybody is looking for information, it was Erik Coleman, and you know, his obituary is out there. Um, yeah, on the Dignity uh, Memorial site, and you know, he was he was forty six, and you know, he he had a stake in the way ground. Too young, man. You know, yeah, yeah, he, he had a stake in the ground with the main truck world, and. Uh, you know, he was a good dude, and, you know, we knew that you were, you know, friends and kind of brought his name yeah. up, so I, I wanted to kind of ask you. But on a yeah. little, bit, little bit of a lighter note, um, can you share any details about, like, the, the local Bandidos Club and their epic rides? Oh, uh, yeah, man. That's, uh, that's shoot, we're, club's 23 years old now, man. Nice. You know, we'll be, yeah, so we've been doing it a minute. You know, we're pretty much 50s and 60s cars, really hot rods. I mean, you know, I paint most of them, but we're, we're blessed to have a couple different painters in the club and, and people that, you know, everybody kind of pulls their weight in the club, you know, and it's really cool, man. It's uh, a lot of us still from syndicate, you know, yep. there's probably half of the club's old syndicate members. And, you know, most of us have been friends 30 plus years, you know, that are in the club. Of course, we got new people coming in and out, and, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's friendship that most of the stuff kind of started back in the mini day. Yeah, so that's the progression of that. That's what's crazy to me. If you think about the subcompacts and the minis, and if for anybody goes out there on Google and just search Loco Banditos uh, Car Club uh, and then go to images, of course, you're going to see, I mean, just tons of custom, just badass vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> and what blows me away is recently when I, I mentioned – uh, before we recorded that a guy named John Cashman, he was on Jay Leno's Garage. And um, after that episode aired, or I guess I was on YouTube, and it rolled to the next one, and they had some lowrider guys. Jay had some lowrider dudes come on. One, yeah. I think, was from Lowrider Magazine. And I almost thought to myself, like, man, you're, you know, the club that you're in, you guys could almost get featured on that show because, I mean, there's just so many epic custom rides, man. Yeah, it's cool, you know, and, and we are, kind of, you know, we're like I said, we're in between the customs and lowriders, you know, we, yeah. all of our rides kind of, you know, we kind of blur that line a little bit, like yeah. stone and glory, we you know, well, change the wheels up on them and, you know, go either way on a lot of that stuff. 
Fuck yeah, dude. And for anybody that hasn't seen, what is the 59 Ranchero with the orange and purple scallops, I think it is? Oh, yeah. That's an old Fuck, one. That, actually, that was actually done at Cal Concept. Ah, okay. Dude, yeah. that, that thing, dude, is just... I mean, it, it's cool, and, and I love going down the uh, the wormhole of Instagram images, or not Instagram, yep. but uh, Facebook, Im- or excuse me, Google images, because you start to go, oh, wait, okay, yeah, yeah, and I'm just connecting the dots, and I even like the, um, there's a wagon, I think it's like a 63 uh, wagon that's just, yep. I mean, so many badass. That right? was that was Stan Espinosa's wagon, the guy with the 53 with the Mexican blanket. Ah, okay. Custom. That was done. Probably in O2. I think it was one of the first ones I did when I, when I split up and we moved over and started. Over. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. 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 I like how the guys do like, I'm looking at an old feature on supermotos.net or supermotors.net. And, you know, I love the the white interior. You know, sometimes the guy yep. use, the guys use the, um, I forget what the material is. Like almost man. like, yeah. Yep. Almost like just the vinyl. Bass, yeah. Like the vinyl type stuff with like, almost like yep. a bass, look, a bass boat look, you know, Oh uh, yeah, they flakes. got the flake material. Oh, yeah, dude, that shit is so badass, yeah. bro. Yeah, it's it's that's you know that's what we're living now. I mean, we're into that stuff heavy. Hell yeah, bro. We all we all probably have four or five cars going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's crazy. I I you know I don't want to take too much of your time, but I had just a few other questions I wanted to ask you. Like you know, sure. You know, Kyle, you played a you know uh, a you played a huge role in part, right. For the custom culture and the truck, you know, mini truck in the world, we kind of established that, but you know, how yep. if for you as someone, maybe that doesn't sit down you don't ask for the kudos, you're not looking for it, but like, how do you want to be remembered if, and when you finally retire from what you uh, have been doing for so many years, brother? Yeah. You know, first off, I probably will never retire. Nice. Okay. I was <laughs> Everybody I know that. that's retired, man. Everybody I know that's retired, they sit down for a year and they die. You know, I'm yeah. not going to do that. Fuck that. Fuck it. But, uh, you know, I just want to be remembered as a good guy, man, that, that is pretty proficient with a paint gun, you know? Like, hey, to me, it's better to be to be known as a, as a good, kind person than a badass painter. I mean, I'd like to be remembered for both. But, you know, I think the, I think being a good person is more important than, than the painter, but I, I, I kind of think I'll be remembered for paint jobs too. But. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm talking about. I like that shit, and I hope that when I can, you know, make it out to the West Coast, I want to try to visit uh, Jeff Davies soon from you know DVS. Oh yeah, and, you know he's yep. like, hey, you gotta oh, come Jeff out, DB, and I was like, hell fucking yeah, Jeff's crazy. Hell that, yeah, that laugh if and you get out that close, you got to come down here and kick it too, dude. I'll straight freaking drive straight 100%, there, dude. Percent, man. Yeah, you're 100 percent always welcome. Yeah, that would be badass. So uh, we talked a little bit about the Main Truck Hall of Fame, but, um, you know, it's got to be a great feeling, which we talked about, but, like, what are you most looking forward to as far as the induction? Like, I realize, um, or do you want to share with the listeners, like, you may not be able to make it out there, but I know it means a yeah, lot to you. I'm, I'm, yeah, it does. It's 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 a big honor, man. I was really floored when he called me and said that, you know, they were going to put the truck in there. And, uh, unfortunately, I have some family stuff. I have a wedding in the Bay Area the day before, and, I just don't think there's enough hours to get yep. to Vegas in time Monday. So I actually reached out to Charles Armstrong. And he's he's already in the Hall of Fame and, and, and asked him to accept the award for me because, you know, I have a lot of respect for him. He's a good dude, very honest guy. And, you know, so I, I reached out to him and asked him to accept for me. He graciously said he could. So, but, but it's a good honor, man. It's great. It's it's cool to be on the same list and, and, 
and relive some of the glory days, you know, and, and, and remember your friends and ones that are here and the ones that are gone. So, I mean, it, it, it's really cool. I was, I was really honored to get to that. Yeah, man. Well, we salute you, bro. We really do. And it's really great that so that. many of you guys are like humble. You know, you, when, when you said earlier, when you go, man, I'm like a mini trucker at heart. I still love mini trucking. Like that oh, is so yeah. cool because you know, a lot of guys are, they grow, you know, football players, they go on to own all their own businesses and whatever. And they're like, ah, fuck the, you know, whatever. I don't care about my yeah. past, you know, but like you nah. really, you know, you really kind of have a leg in it and you go, dude, you know, I respect what we did as a crew. I moved on. I did my own thing. Yeah. You know, you got your, um, you know, your flag in the ground out there in Cali, you know, doing what sure. you do. And I think it's pretty cool, but you know, we've, you know, I've asked you a million questions, you know, a lot of different stuff and I appreciate your candor, but like, was there anything else that you maybe wanted to share with the airhead nation, Kyle? Man, you know, um, probably the greatest thing that came of mini trucking for me was my friendship with Courtney, man. But he was like my brother. Um, and I mean, dude, I could, like I was telling you earlier, I could, we could fill up a podcast, probably two or three of them telling yep. stories about stuff we did, man. We drink a lot. And he's one of the greatest guys I ever knew, man. I miss him horribly, you know, and, and I think that, you know, if, if that's all that came out of mini trucking for me, I would be happy. You know, his friendship really meant a lot. There's no doubt about it. it you, a hundred percent will transcend clubs and everything, businesses, magazines. When you, when you just realize the impact that Courtney had, um, I've met so many people that have said very similar things to what you said, yep. and it really they shows. Don't make them any better than him, man. It's, yeah, it's on the street. And it's like sometimes if you just sit down and say, "Man, how can I? How do you get to that level?" And it's just like you, you. I mean, it's just he was a well-respected human being, and yeah. Um, I it was just him, man. I mean, you, if if somebody said I don't like Courtney, well, fuck, I knew for a fact I wasn't gonna like him. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? He's just one of them guys. You just you instantly fell in love with the dude. Just he's a great, great person. Man. Yeah, he definitely was, and I would love to. You know, one day when I think of the Courtneys, I think of you know the Brian McCormicks. We're gonna have some Travis yep. Noack on sometime. Steve Stillwell. You know, they were a couple of those guys were tied in with the mini truck. Um, uh, you know, the West Coast Influence DVD, yeah. um, you know, by the guys that help, you know, you know, they're tied into the main truck hall of fame as well. But um, yes. it's, it, it's so awesome that the culture and, and even if it were just for those few years, I, I think I saw a thing recently about, you know, I don't know much, much about, uh, what was it? Studio 54 it was that nightclub in New York. Like, yeah, the, I think, I think yep. the seventies, right. Right at the inf or right around yep. that, that whole era. But I think someone said like, it was only open like 33 months. Right. But it went down yeah. in history is like, man, Oh dude, ridiculous. Yeah. Like it was the party place and it was the nightlife. Making, was, making more money than the mob. They said, you know what I mean? That's rad. <laughs> yeah, and if and if you think about main trucking, like main trucking, really, if you if you look at some, you broke it down, and you looked at some of the key years, you know, in the '80s as we moved into the '90s. Like, if it yep. weren't for certain guys, maybe some certain painters or suspension guys, like a Sean Mahaney or Brian Gendro, yep. like it may have just become like a little bit of a fad, right? And maybe it would have just been a blip on the radar, and it would have never manifested into really could've, what it did today, you know? Could, yeah, could very well been, you know. There's. There is a shit ton of talent that came out of mini trucking. I mean, Brian Jindra is, he's amazing. Good friend of mine as well, you know. 
I just look at the stuff he's doing now. I, I used to look at the stuff he did back then was forward by him. Now it's just like, Jesus, man, you were freaking killing it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's just amazing how, how good, even, you know, Sherman Haney, he too. I mean, the amount of stuff that guy did that you didn't, you know, you kind of forgot and start bringing some of that stuff up. You're like, geez, he did a lot of stuff too. I mean, we, you know, we all did a bunch of stuff. We definitely had our foot in it. That's for sure. Yeah, man. And you still do. So, um, I would I would highly suggest everybody go out there on Instagram. Uh, many of you are already following uh, K Daddy K Daddy OG. Yeah, K Daddy K Daddy OG. Just yes, look sir. look them up right there, and and you'll see it's um yep it's K Daddy and then OG and then I think your profile says K Daddy uh K Daddy's custom K Daddy's custom yep yep. And then, uh, you know, you've got a good cult following. Uh, you posted some cool throwback photos. I mean, I went all the way back to the beginning and, you know, from the custom cars to the motorcycles uh, to just some of the odd jobs that you've done, like more like in um, one look like it was like a little bar setting, you know, where you did like the roof panels. Oh, that was in my house. Oh, yeah, that was in my house. Oh, look yeah. at that, dude. I mean, I mean, sick, bro. Yep. Like you, you don't really cool. <laughs> yeah. And you don't focus on just one thing. You got things that fucking boats. And I mean, to me, it's just, yeah, we do everything. It just That's shows. Yeah. I mean, you it, just it got your hand really in bitching. everything. And, and I love the knuckle up dude with the praying hands. I mean, all that shit is yep. epic. Yeah, all that artwork on that car was done by a buddy named Skip Sanchez. Yep. Badass. Fuck yeah. Well, I don't know. Um, we talked briefly before. Um, I don't know if uh, we haven't really seen any update from Mini Truck Hall of Fame. I know sometimes they do shirts and stuff, but, man, I, what I would tell you is, um, man, we'd love to partner up on something. You know, we've got a couple things we're cooking. We did our first um, shirt, which was uh, an old BMX name, you may remember, Mike Dominguez, where we did okay. a remake of his um, truck that had a tilt bed. And then we did, um, you know, with the bike in the back. You know, I could see Good. us, you know, maybe, uh, you know, doing something, you know, teaming up with you. But I tell you what, the old photos. The, done. Yeah, the photos, the stories. I mean, all that shit is, dude, epic, bro. Epic times, man really cool it was cool kind of getting ready for this and, and realizing it was like holy shit man i've done a lot of stuff yeah it, when i was uh texting with josh last night he goes man i bet you imagine all the paint fumes he's inhaled over time i was like man i can only imagine <laughs> I, you know i mean i tell people all the time i can't remember shit because i've been sniffing paint for 30 plus years you know? <laughs> and it's true <laughs> yeah uh, that's that's good shit man well uh, I do really hope to meet you, man, and uh, I hope that you enjoy your your homie's wedding or the family yes, member's sir. wedding, and uh, just keep doing what you're doing, bro, because you're keeping the culture going, and man, you've got uh, you got a great thing going there, and I wish you the best for you and your family, brother. Right on, man. I appreciate the opportunity to do this. It was a good time, dude. Keep the pedal stomped. Make sure you file uh, file Kyle Gann, and uh, dude, we salute you, brother. Thank you, brother. We out, cheers.